Justin here. And Shad. And you're now listening to the IFNZ Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to visit our website at ifnzpodcast.com for upcoming episodes, new release news, and our social media feeds. Also, for information on upcoming live shows, current news, and general interaction with us, you can reach us on Twitter at IFNZ Podcast, my personal one at RandomHeroXIX, and me at Shad Schubert. Also, check out ShadSchubert.com for weekly blog posts, music, and upcoming show dates for the Can't Get Rights. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the show. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe Fourth of July. Welcome to IFNZ Podcast, episode 61, and I have a story for you. For me? Yep. Uh, Japan. It's a country. It is. They are known for their characters. They're, uh, they're you know, like manga. You know, they got Anime? Manga? Yeah, uh, I think it's manga. Yeah. That's uh, what we Manga's, got going on Manga's your, your comic books. So they're adapting things, just like we are in the States, yep. adapting a lot of our our, uh, our uh, famous comic book characters they into a, movies. a live-action uh, Attack on Titan film. Yes. Yeah. They have a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure they're working mm-hmm. on. They've got a Ruroni uh, Kinshin mm-hmm. uh, that they're working Ruroni on. Kinshin? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, I'm close. Um, and they are now in talks about adapting another character. Sweet. Uh, this is Shiri Chan. Mm-hmm. And Sherry Chan is a um, is how do I say this? It's um what's the best word? It's an anamorphic period, like a minstrel period. Oh, that goes on wacky adventures. It's a period. Yep, like it's blood. That's your that's uh, your period. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's not like a bloody tampon. Mm-hmm. It's it, and it's not it's. It's the the period itself that is Shiri Chan. Um, here's how if you could spell it. Uh, if you wanted to play at home, it's S E I R I hyphen C H A N. Shiri Chan. And uh, might be saying it wrong too. I could absolutely. No, I mean I'm I'm just saying for me. I I, I can guarantee that I am saying it wrong. Uh, but somehow this this period just goes on adventures. How is this a representation of a period? It looks like a heart. Uh, it's like a heart with red pants and big, big red, red lips, lips and like a plus sign for a nose. So they're gonna make this into a show. Yeah, live well, action. Yeah, kind of like this in a way. It could. That would be awesome if that's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, very interesting and. Um, it seems as though the uh, Siri Chan will be done with CG um, or potentially costume, um, and so they they aren't gonna make it like a person. It will be in some it's way the shape Attack or form. on Titan live action, like the characters wearing the sword buster things and stuff. But there's what the uh, the Titans look I've like. I've seen this there. image before. Has this been in the works for quite some time? Or? It's been out since 2017. Oh, the movie came out a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple oh, years ago. Now I never saw it. Um, it was Japanese only, like in in theaters in Japan. It was okay, not really, you can have they done like an English subtitled version of it? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's been out for a while. Okay, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. I Is watched it... I watched part one. I never watched part two. Good. It follows pretty much the adventures of like the first, uh, what would be basically like the first trade or the first season. Okay. Of the show. Uh-huh. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, it Is follows it, it pretty. Than it the follows TV it pretty show? closely. No, the TV show is amazing. Okay, I love that. That that anime is really really good. It's good. good yeah, times. it's good stuff. 
Gotcha. I like the the uh, there's the uh, Colossal Titan. Mm-hmm. Like it actually looks really awesome. It looks scary. Yeah. It looks real. They all scary. look really scary. Like that's horrible. Uh huh. <laughs> That'd bring you nightmares. It's cool that they actually did it like so well though. Like that's that's actually one of the main characters. Yeah. He actually changes into a Titan. That's what he looks like as a Titan. Gotcha. Nice. Pretty rad. Yeah. Seems pretty cool. You're really cool. You want uh, to, you know, yeah, get into some news? For yeah, this week? of course we should. You want to get into that news? You want to talk about Joe Keery? I, I don't know what that is, but yes. Joe Keery from, uh, from fucking Stranger Things fame. He plays uh, Steve. You want to talk about Joe Keery? This is real news for you. <laughs> oh, it's so big. Have you seen everybody's reaction to it on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Joe Keery cut his old, hair. I know. He cut his mullet hair. <laughs> I know everything we talk about is old. He's probably got bad bangs. I mean, it's bad bangs. It's bad, but I think it's a movie. I think he's got a haircut for a movie. He's got to do it. Um, Literally the first thing that pops up whenever I type it. Joe Keery haircut. Well, if you uh, if you type in Joe Keery, of course haircut is going to be the next word. Uh-huh. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Look at that chest that hair, looks, too. That looks way better than I thought it did. Um, I think that on, that was the shot I saw. It was like kind of straight on. Uh, but this one over here with a little bit of an angle makes it look not he nearly looks like as bad. He, he looks like he's like a defunct member of Panic at the Disco circa 2009. Yeah, that's like fair. Like whenever they did the uh, 9 in the afternoon era. Absolutely. That's he looks, a fair he looks exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at that. Fair assessment of that. I that came really fast, too. Just like me. Just like that. Just on a dime. Um, yeah. No, that was my that was my, uh, that was my was my joke news. I, like I wrote it in the real news, but I wanted to make sure I discussed it. <laughs> My real news is that Ash Ketchum finally won a poker title of Pokemon Master after 22 years. I've seen this a lot, but I don't know necessarily what... So has he been working on something for a long time? So since season one, okay. um, whenever we're in... What's the first region? Kanto? Mm-hmm. Kanto is the original from Pokemon Maybe. Red and Blue. Sure. So Ash and Gary take off on their adventure during the course of the entire first season... Uh, Ash gets all eight badges. He goes to Indigo Plateau and fights in uh, the Pokemon League championships, which they do in that one versus just fighting the Elite Four. There's a full on like a championship type thing. Gotcha. And he gets like basically, I think it's like the equivalent of like fifth or sixth place, which is weird because it's like it cuts off what happens with the rest of it. Like Gary doesn't make it to a championship either. Who's Gary? He makes it. He's his oh, rival. Oh, the, the rival. Yeah. Yes. He makes it further than him, but he ends up like getting past him or something like that. And he and Ashley makes it like fifth or sixth place, and then we just don't really see much else. I don't even think there's a match with the Elite Four. Like, you don't even get to see that because it's not following the character in the story. Right. It's kind of how they're yeah. playing that. And then they did the same thing. You actually get to see Elite Four people in the Johto region mm-hmm. of it and stuff, but he fails Johto. again. So ever since then, whenever they go to each region, including like all the way up so to he's been uh, the Alolan regions. this entire time. Yeah. And all the way leading that. up to the Alolan regions. Like, he's, he's successfully got all these badges, had all these adventure stop team rocket numerous 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 times but now it took up until this new iteration it's it's a weird uh art style too that they've changed up for this new season it's is it this still sun and moon era i think so okay. if i'm not mistaken i think he's still with may or my whatever her name is the girl with the brunette with the her hair sticks out to the sides yeah, I think it never come out. um i think she carries something in her brock is actually there again with them because oh. like, he was not there for like a couple mm-hmm. few seasons or something but uh yeah it's been since 22 years ago from the anime premiering in the United States yeah. of us initially seeing it. I think we're, I think 
14 or 15 seasons deep on mm-hmm. the show, and he finally just won his first and like beat the Elite Four and won his like not Indigo Plateau in that sense, but has the po- rank of Pokemon Master in this region now. That's wild. But it took her that long. I just thought that was a really cool, uh, cool feat. That's uh, just showing like, yeah, you've been showcased. You fought this underdog, underdog for. 14, 15 seasons for yeah. years and years and years for 22 years. And it's like one of those stories like, hey, it just goes to show you, like, don't give up. Be mm-hmm. persistent. You know, keep doing you. Keep, you know, going on your adventures and, and trying to, you know, push forward because obviously he's been doing yeah. it. And it's also just weird that it were, you know, so many seasons deep and, you know, 22 years being in America and he's still a 10-year-old child. <laughs> I mean, Rugrats were too, so. I know, but as you, when they grew up. <laughs> And there then nobody liked that show. All grown up. And went back to... I know. But you couldn't have like, at least been like, one time he was just like, I'm 11 now. I've had a, I've had a birthday. Does he call himself 10 all the time? It says at the beginning of like every season. Really? Like 10 year old Ash Ketchum gets ready to set out. And it's, it's a busy I watch, year. I watch... Uh, it's it's kind of ties into a little bit of personals, but to show Betty kind of some of it, we watched some uh, some Pokemon, I, a little bit of the first season, a little bit of I guess it was season fourteen, I think. It's whenever they very first get to uh, whatever the region is from Pokemon Black and White. I see, yeah, because um, you see the Zacrim or whatever the the dark uh, Pokemon from the the legendary from that one gotcha. up in the sky, the one for Pokemon Black. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched uh, a few episodes from that season, a few episodes from the first season, as well as Powerpuff Girls, too. We, we introduced her to Powerpuff Girls. Nice. Um, which she enjoyed, you know, I think she enjoyed the Powerpuff Girls more than she did the Pokemon. She didn't, I'm, she's not, she has not got the, the refined anime taste yet. Um, <laughs> well, I can imagine. She's, <laughs> doesn't she have she a doesn't lot of really know much, yet. doesn't know much about tastes, period. That's true. She's still learning. Um, but... We we showcased that some of that stuff to her and whatnot, but when we was watching it, it was just uh, there's some of the art style too. That's what I was getting at from before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How's it changed over the years? And even like that season, like season fourteen or whatever that we that was from, was completely different looking. Uh, hmm. Not not completely different looking, but then whenever you change to this most recent season, it's just like comparative like night and day for what Ash looks like. From before, it's like they have like way rounded edges. His face looks like taller and whiter. Hmm. It's just weird seeing that uh, that big of a change. They are currently on season twenty two. Okay, yeah, so twenty two years. They have one year, one season per year. I that guess. makes sense. Kendrick's on four, but I, but yeah, yeah, what we watched was season. I think, I'm pretty sure it was season fourteen. That was like Pokemon Black and White. That's it what was, I'm trying to figure out. It was that. around the same time when Pokemon Black and White two came out. Technically, because gotcha. that was like the year following that. Huh. Yeah, I haven't caught. I haven't uh, stayed on top of Ash Ketchum haircut popped up. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. I was thinking, oh, Joe and Ash got haircuts together. Okay, yeah. So look here. This is Ash that we know and love. Yeah. From like back then. This is the new. This one? This is the new one from the new anime stuff. Okay. As I said, his face is like a little wider, a little bit, you know, yeah. like taller. It does looks a little bit more rounded got edges and stuff. Artist. Even like the Pikachu. Yeah, a little, a completely different style. But yeah, yeah that's the art style that's that it goes for now. Huh. It's just weird seeing the art style, though. And it didn't seem like people were... There were... Obviously, there were people out there that weren't too happy about him winning. Well, no? Yeah, there were there were trolls. I mean, there always are. Oh, I didn't see those. I saw people just, like, excited. Super excited yeah, for him. Yeah, excited for that. What was the... Do you know any of the ones that said that no. they were excited? I don't usually listen to them. I want to see what people pissed off about it ours tell me tell me a news thing and I'm uh, we got a, a gigantic piece of news uh for music fans uh, tools we, writing another album no uh we got the announcement of the hella mega tour 
which is Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy mm. on a, a gigantic uh, big O uh, tour with the three. three Somebody three told bands. me that the uh, they're going to be playing in Chicago, yes. which would be probably the closest for us, maybe. So far, there's a Nashville. Well, there's a Nashville show. Is there? I think so. That the tickets were like preliminary tickets for like that one show in Chicago was like two hundred and forty dollars out the that. gate. That's big. I was I, I know was, it's a big show and yeah. it makes sense, but at the mm-hmm. same time per ticket two forty is a little steep. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh if you're not I mean that's like that's if you're that was, that's uh, like Taylor Swift money right there. This is, that's what I was getting her say it was like the same venue in Chicago Whenever we talked about going and seeing the gorillas at one time, yeah. we backed out of it because like the cheapest tickets we would find were around like two fifty. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know if I I love the gorillas, but that's a lot of yeah. money. That's five hundred dollars. I'm dipping into just seeing this one band play Absolutely. for an hour and a half. Yeah, and then that's it. I was like, that's a lot of show. That's I crazy. hope. I would hope that they might have some nosebleeds that I could get for cheaper than yeah. that. Yeah, maybe they'll play at the amphitheater and you can sit in the in the lawn or something. Yeah. For, Something cheaper. Yeah, um, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I watched some interviews with, uh, it seems like, obviously, uh, Rivers is the main frontman, uh, the represent- representative from Weezer, uh, Billy Joe is the representative from Green Day, and then um, Pete Wentz is the representative from Fall Out Boy, but they're doing mm-hmm. the interviews together, and press they tours. They released new singles they all on re- like the same day, too, after yeah, the announcement. Yeah, same week, at least, yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, they all released new singles. Um Weezer's is good. I like theirs. It seems very much yeah. Weezer like on the par of what they've been doing. Seems like it belongs on like make believe, like a make believe B side yeah. is what it kind of seemed like. Uh, Green Days is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like that one at all. It's all it's called uh, Father of All dot dot dot. It's really it's a Father of All Motherfuckers is what it is on yeah. the cover. Um, and then uh, Fall Out Boys seems like it's pretty standard along with theirs as well. Um, theirs has uh, some rapper uh, with theirs. I can't remember who it is, but. Um, uh, that one's called Dear Future Self Hands Up and then uh, Weezer's is called The End of the Game uh, but yeah so that's been that's pretty cool news um, that they're all getting together and doing their big tour I don't think I'm realistically going to go see this tour but it's nice to uh, talk about it yeah for sure um, we talked about I think before starting to record this episode about Batman Day coming up this year yeah um, it's already passed it, yeah well it's passed us since then but uh, it was like cities all around the world were firing up bat signals that they had handed out to them yeah. for them to light up in it's the sky cool. throughout the course of the evening when Batman Day is going on. Looking forward to seeing pictures from that. I think yeah. that'd be kind of neat. I don't know. Do. I don't think St. Louis has any. That would be the closest Probably city. Not, I yeah. think I saw for sure Chicago, New York. I think Philadelphia. Okay. I would assume probably L.A. Like or someplace San like that. Yeah, San Diego. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what pictures of that and stuff, the videos of like people and stuff, and just to see bat, actual legit bat signals mm-hmm. in the sky across America. It just seems really awesome. Yes. What you got for me, boy? Um, uh, just a little thing. Frank Miller is going to be returning to the Malar? Dark Knight. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, going to be returning to the Dark Knight series yet again. Yes. Uh, for Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. I'm excited for this. I am too. I, I've uh, really liked the Master Race uh, story when that came out and he mm-hmm. did that. I liked the uh, the Joker story standalone that he did. Um, so The Golden Child is going to be a new series, mm-hmm. it seems like. Um, wait, hold on. It's going to be a 48-page one-shot that'll pick up three years after The Master Race. Sorry, I, for some reason I thought it was a series. Um, but essentially this will be, um, uh, Batgirl, or, yeah, I think it's, they call her Batwoman, uh, which is, um, oh gosh, what's her name? 
uh, Carrie Kelly has now become Batwoman. And you see her pictured in the cover of it with her yellow and black and gray suit, uh, which I really dig. And she'll be teaming up with Laura, who is um, Superman and Wonder Woman's daughter. And they'll be fighting the Golden Child, which is a new uh, villain. I like these one-shots. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd like it if it's a, a, a series. But I like the, the one-shot that they did with the Joker. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a great way for him to kind of keep up this world yeah, without sure. having to invest in a long-term story. So He's a fucking hell of a storyteller, too. I love absolutely. I love him diving into the to the Dark Knight stuff. It's it's always so good. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It looks like most of the trolls for the Ash Ketchum thing were really just like pissed off from other anime. Like there was a one that I had saw earlier from uh, yeah this one uh, when you when you find when you've won every tournament you've entered and then Ash Ketchum like Ketchum finally wins one in the space of twenty two years and everyone flips flips out and it's referring to Yu Gi Oh uh, like you. he won every he's always the one. winner but that's what I meant like that's that's the thing this is like an underdog story yeah, that's the whole absolutely. point I guess you know somebody you that really likes Yu Gi Oh more than than that but see, here's like the thing from Kanto region he plays top sixteen I think it was like I thought it was like five or six but I guess it was only top sixteen mm-hmm. top eight top eight top four there in the Sinnoh region Unova is top eight. Top two in the Kalos region, then finally in the Loa region was the first place champion. Nice. Yep. Um, by the way, The Dark Knight Returns Golden Child comes out December 11th on the black label. Nice. Yes, yes. Uh, so, I don't... Did we talk about the GameStop closings? Um, we didn't uh, talk about that yet. So, uh, GameStop is going to be planning on closing. It started... Whenever they... Uh, they said it at first... It made it seem like this was like the end of a thing, like they were going to start shutting down a lot more stores yeah. and stuff. People were blowing out of proportion, Absolutely. just like you said before, like the news cycles and stuff have a tendency. Yeah. To um, so closing two hundred stores, they're all the lowest performing stores mm-hmm. in the spectrum, and that they're actually going to use this to reinvigorate their current locations, mm-hmm. and they're going to reinvest money into them and redesign them completely. Yep. Um, from ground up in the interior to change just some of the format and different things. I think exactly. they're going to have an actual like retro segment. They're going to like in store, yeah. um, so you'll be able to see some of the older games and stuff. That way, you can kind of nice. bring back some people that want to maybe buy some like old SNES cards yeah. or different things like that. They'll actually have that available in store again. They used to a long time ago, and they took that out forever and a day ago. Yeah. Um, they're going to change out a lot of the stuff with their uh, with their, their Think Geek stuff because all the Think Geek stores have closed yeah. now, like physical locations. Exactly. And uh, since they're doing the full rebranding for the GameStop, they're going to change out and offer some more of those products there as well. Uh, not that they already don't, but not just knickknacks and things yeah. like that. They're going to offer like, oh, you want this giant bean bag? We'll actually have it here in store, but it'll in the back. We'll be able to go get it for you kind of a thing. Yes. Um, so yeah, just a complete rehaul, redesign and stuff. They're going to reinvest a lot of that money that they've blown into these lower performing yeah. stores back into other existing stores just to give them a better look. And that makes me excited because Absolutely. I seem like they did the redesign not too long ago for the, the Marion location. Yeah. It looks super nice. It like does. the hardwood in there and everything, everything's got really nice placement in there. So much more room and everything yeah. too, from what it used to be. Cause I used to work at the GameStops and I know the Marion one in particular, a lot of the stuff that they had in storage in the back of the back storage room was so small uh, that we had to place like certain consoles for storage like outside the door of the bathroom kind of a thing. Like, there was like no storage whatsoever yeah. kind of a thing. 
And now I know that there's so much storage and stuff that just makes me happy for them too. Well, and and it seems like it's it's smart. You gotta you gotta cut out the the things that are kind of sucking your profits and yeah, not absolutely. doing well. And it, it seems like they're focused. They're gonna focus on more interactive things in these new designs for store layouts. Is something I've heard. Um, so it'll be something that you want to go visit, that, an experience that you won't get online, which is what they need to do. Mm-hmm. They need to let you demo more games and be able to hold stuff and put it in your hands because sure. that's what that's the only thing that keeps brick and mortar alive is the, that kind of experience so uh the only question is do we get to keep two game stops in our region <laughs> yeah i don't know I, that's what i'm saying like i i don't i don't know where the underperforming ones yeah. are at what that would cons- you know consist of as far as i knew at one point in time i believe that there was a period of time where the carbondale location was a little bit higher than the the uh, Marion location because that. of where it was located at, and I know since then it has flipped because it's a little bit higher traffic area, more people over there by that Walmart that's there, yeah. other food places, and it's a bigger store and stuff, so a lot more foot traffic's going to pick up there too, of course. Gotcha. Um, but like I said, I'm not really sure. I guess yeah. it really just will, only time will tell. I would hate for it to go out of there because that's one of like I would consider that one of the probably top six stores in that Carbondale Mall. Mm-hmm. That's actually like kind of keeping it alive. Yeah. And when you start pulling out like lifeblood stores, it's going to kind of threaten that mall from actually shutting it down. I don't know if that's enough of a threat for it, but I know there's going to be a lot of foot traffic that won't come through because that one's not there. Absolutely. I mean, I won't go there as often for sure. Yeah. Uh, they've announced that Captain Marvel 2 will introduce Marvel's next gay hero. Um, and they will Thank be. Thank God. <laughs> and they will be playing a major role in Young Avengers. Oh, cool. So they are talking about how everything ties into a potential Young Avengers. Um, I, they are looking at Hulkling, uh, which Hulkling is a, is a gay character in um, in the universe, the, the comic book universe. Uh, he's actually a scroll teenager. Um, he and he takes on, I guess, the shape and form of a Hulk type character. Cool. Um, in there, so uh, they are talking about Captain America, Captain Marvel too. Captain Marvel. <laughs> I think the most exciting pull from me for this is that they're talking about Young Avengers. And they still, are talking about Young Avengers. That makes me really exactly. excited for that. So those are, and you know, nothing's been formally announced. We've seen mm-hmm. most of the formal announcements, uh, but this is yet another piece that's adding on to that. I mean, I would love for Young Avengers to be our Phase Five or the end of our Phase Four, yeah, or the beginning of our Phase, whatever. Um, but that seems to be because you know you have to have that big next event. Uh, next time I see Avengers pop up on a screen, it'll be young. I would love to be able to see it say Young Avengers. I agree. That's what I want. We'll I, probably have a lot of movies that are going to tie together, and we won't see Avengers on the screen for a while now. There's got to be some sort of you. You'd think at least there's got to be some sort of team story that isn't a Doctor Strange and the madness of multiverse or. Yeah. Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, there's got to be like a team title. Yeah. But I don't know what that team. It doesn't have to be Young Avengers next. It could just be. I mean, there's uh, is there? There's another. Uh, I, I mean, there's I not guess Un-Avengers, they, they could make the Avengers. they could make the next team up thing center around another group of characters. It could be Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, Guardians 3 could be a culmination of things as well, too, That's since true. there's multiple characters that touch that as well. But it seems like you've got to have, like, you need I mean, to no, have it a, could be X-Men. That could be our next group. Kind of Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, like, there, there needs to be a, a title that yes. kind of stands on its own. Yeah. That isn't those other things, but, you know. I, I hope that eventually we get an AVX, but that's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah. I would assume that this, uh, 
this all is going to be kind of meshed together where in the Sony side of things that we'll be starting to see a Center Search 6 maybe form if they're going to pull that kind of from their catalog. Oh, yeah, I think so. And they've already started saying, you know, like, seeing Spider-Man in the Venom films mm-hmm. and, you know, vice versa with the other ones and having them have a team up, potentially having, you know, an actual full-on iteration of Carnage that will fight against both of them at mm-hmm. once kind of a thing. And, you know, that just all kind of leads way to thing me thinking that they're going to introduce these other little side characters or whatever and then us have a full-on Sinister Six kind of a thing, but... Not that that ties into it. It's just another big name thing to kind of mesh that universe Absolutely. together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I had a couple of things that I had heard over the course of the past couple of days. And you did, This did is you? going to be uh, old news at this point. But uh, one that was a cool thing that kind of caught my eye and that we actually listened to was Disney has a bedtime hotline now. You listened to it? Yeah. Uh, about this. Disney has bedtime hotline now to help. And the article literally says, to help convince your kids to go to sleep. Because <laughs> um, parents can't do it on their I, own anymore. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> it said something else, like it said to help. Like I think it even said something like to help your bratty kids or something. And I was just like, why are they? Uh, why are they saying like the kids are horrible or something? Wow. Regardless, uh, we called the hotline. It has a bunch of different people that you can hear from. Um, you can even like sign up for like a texting list or something if oh, they wow. update characters or something to it. As of right now, it was like Anna Elsa is on one. Um, they have Yoda on there. They have Spider-Man on there. Um, Spider-Man, really? Yep, Spider-Man on there. Huh. Uh, I think I think it was Ariel, one of them. I, I can't remember all of them. Uh, a few other Disney princesses were on there and stuff. We did the Yoda one. Um, he talks for probably about like a minute to a minute and a half. And it's basically just like a talking to you, telling you to go night, talking, you know, calling, calling the kid that is about to go to sleep, young Padawan and stuff. Nice. Um, it was really cool. But does it, like, cost anything? or is No, nope, it... it was free. Huh. Free to just call and do whatever. I think it said that if you signed up for the texting thing, it would be, of course, you know, like, depending on what your package rates are, rates. it might have text rates or anything like that. Sure, but yeah. everybody has unlimited plans yeah. for almost anything anymore. So uh, there's probably no text rate that's mm-hmm. tied to it. But just in case, they always leave that stuff in there. Absolutely. Um, it was pretty neat. I don't know if it was necessarily something that I would want to call every single night kind of a thing to get my bratty kid to go to sleep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would rather just, if Betty wanted to hear Yoda, I'll just pretend to do a Yoda voice and then just be like, go to sleep, young one you yeah, show. Absolutely. You that's know what funny. I mean? I would just rather do that. Yes. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, just as a really cool, weird, quirky thing that I didn't expect to see, uh, something that a lot of people are doing recently are taking modern PC gaming rigs and even like Xbox One X's and stuff, something that has like a lot of power combined to it. And they're plugging into old CRT monitors or to old like tube TVs. Okay. And they're playing these like higher end games, um, still using like ultra settings and everything on there, but playing them on these old like tube CRTs. Uh-huh. And uh, it's astonishing how much the color actually like pops out. Like it looks better almost in a way. Interesting. And even though the uh, the actual image itself, it looks sharp, but it's not like the best in the world because it's obviously on something that's meant to play something in 480p. Yeah, it's very kind of more pixelated. But your resolution rate's not there, but in, in, in 
taking in tandem for that, your, your uh, refresh rate and everything else is just like through the roof. The game runs smoother than anything else. Like it's smoother than a G-Sync monitor, wow. any of these other high-end gaming PC monitors that uh-huh. you would see or anything like that. It runs better on there than anything else. Because it's not trying to convert cool. that entire time. No, no. And it's it's amazing. It's also like, it was just crazy to me because I was watching somebody play um, Doom, the 2016 Doom. I watched somebody play Deus Ex and like how vibrant the colors are that pop from it and whenever you see like these like you know they do like the uh what's the lighting effect whenever the light kind of hits that jj abrams does it a lot the light kind of hits the the lens yeah lens flare yes that's that's what it is they do like lens flare on it and stuff and for whatever reason the lens flare on a crt looks night and day different than anything else and it's crazy it's awesome and i was just like it's really weird to me that that's like becoming a trend like people were just like plugging them into like these retro CRTs, and I was just like, I really want to do this now after seeing somebody play on it. But it was just really crazy. Um, I just wanted to mention it, but definitely, if anybody's listening, just type that into YouTube. Look like uh, uh, Ultra PC settings on a CRT monitor or something like that, and check it out because it actually will. It really surprised me. Somebody goes through like their whole rig. Uh, There's one video I watched that was like 12 minutes long. This guy was talking about like kind of in detail what his rig was, what he has inside of it, what he did to get it to work properly on here, and then him playing, like Doom's, like I said, Doom 2016 on it. Yeah. And him just, like, going on, he's like, it's really amazing, like, the refresh rate and how quick I'm able to move on here. He's, it's, like, completely seamless. It's like, I'm, it, it, there's no lag time, no latency, like, whatsoever. That's cool. It's just nuts to think that that's the thing that you could do. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got some news on NBC Universal's streaming service. I have that here. You do? Yeah. Um, they talked about a few reboot shows that they're doing, or at least planning to do, and we'll see how they come up. Uh, we're getting. We'll go from most uh, least important to most important, in my opinion. That the uh, show. What about the service? The service is called this NBC Universal. Mm-mm. The Peacock. Oh, really? It has a name. Oh, they just on on this. It was just kind of, oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. The it's, it's called uh, the name of the service is called the Peacock. They're boasting over fifteen thousand hours of content at launch, which they have a lot. They do this. The entirety of uh, the Office and Parks and Recs will be on there only, yeah. it, like exclusive to the Peacock. Gotcha. Like it is only going to be on there, not on. That's why, that's why it's, why it's being Netflix. pulled Netflix and everything. It's going to be on here. I think it starts twenty twenty, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so they've got a little bit of time development yep. time on there. Yep. Cool. Um, you tell me about the series. This is the, your news. I just wanted to make no, sure people no, knew good. what the peacock was. <laughs> we can share news. Uh, they're doing a Punky, Booster, Punky Brewster reboot. I didn't hear that. That's awesome. Um, I don't really care much about uh, Punky Brewster, but Mandy absolutely loves Punky Brewster. She so, loved it when it was good. I have. I don't know who this person is. Soleil Moon. S O L E I L Moon. I L. Fry? I-L? Moon? I don't know. Uh, is that the original Punky Brewster? Uh, looks like it, yeah. So she is on confirmed for the reboot of Punky Brewster. Oh, so she's going to be... She's going to be... I'm, I imagine Brewster she'll again. be Punky and then... But Punky will have a kid. Um, huh. So That's right. I don't know. Uh, so that's coming down. That seems very fitting, if you know what I mean. Like, like that's like the thing that people are doing. Like, yeah. you know, our reboot of you know, Girl Meets World kind of a thing. We've yeah. got them as exactly. older as the parents having the kid. And, the, you know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. just what it is. For sure. She was in Sabrina as Roxy King. Oh. Okay. On there, I guess, for, uh, looks like three seasons at least. Hmm. She's been in stuff, I she guess. She has been She's in She's voiced Bratz characters She's done for a lot of too. voice work, mm-hmm. looks like. 
Interesting. Cool. Um, we're getting a reboot of Saved by the Bell, I guess. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's one of the ones that I had highlighted. And it looks like some of the cast is down to return, mm-hmm. though they haven't been confirmed for it yet. Um, and, I mean, I, I really don't think I want a Saved by the Bell reboot, but I mean, they're gonna do it, so that's fine. It'd Whatever. be fun. I think this this streaming service. I don't. I, does it have a? Do you have a cost for it? I don't know. Uh, I, didn't I don't think see they've it gotten on that, that far yet. No. So if the, if it's cost effective enough, like if it's five dollars, I don't think it'd be cheaper than five dollars. But if it's like five bucks a month, I could see me getting it for watching a couple of seasons of stuff and then watching some like you know in betweens like watching some office or something to that effect i think it's gonna have enough on there that it would warrant me wanting to watch it yeah it having that much stuff and having that many hours that they're like toting onto it i guarantee like a good 600 plus of those hours are going to be like every season of snl oh sure they probably just throw all that on there that's another one of the shows that i'd highlighted there's a a couple of new shows that are in the works from lauren michaels and his production company through like the snl that are going to be on the peacock they'll be exclusive to the peacocks wow yep nice um and then they've also talked about a office reboot being a goal for the peacock a reboot a reboot of the office so i don't know if that necessarily means that they would start fresh or if it would pick up with certain characters maybe we just see like where Dwight ended up. That's what I um, always get scared about. Like, oh, there's people that say use the word reboot loosely. Yeah. Like they use if a I lot. think of reboot, I'm thinking we're literally redoing this and rebooting the entire series from scratch. Mm-hmm. That's not, what reboot used not to bringing mean. out characters that were on the old show, kind of a thing. If we're bringing out characters on the old show and we're just kind of like, hey, it's Dunder Mifflin. Off. But it's Dunder Mifflin, but it's like none of the same people work there. But some of these other characters that from the old ones still work there. Yeah, it's a spinoff or a sequel. Yes, that's exactly. not a reboot. Yeah. So um, they haven't really talked about much more than that. They they've got that history and they want some connective tissue to it somehow. Mm. Um, and uh, but that would that's the most exciting out of the th- those three things that I saw. I didn't even realize that the Peacock was a thing or that NBC was working on their own streaming service also, though I should have guessed. Yes. I should have guessed. Dude, everybody's going to have one. I saw that the the logo for the Peacock is like the Peacock, but since it's for streaming services, uh-huh. it's got like multicolored bands stricking out from like all the oh, stuff okay. and it looks like the Wi-Fi symbol kind of in a way. Oh, it, I like, see. forms that way. Um, so, of course, yeah, everybody's going to have a streaming service. Get one. Uh, one of the most recent news topics that happened uh, earlier today was that some of the people from, I think, Universal Studios are discussing potential of remaking The Princess Bride. Okay. And, like, cast members, existing cast members, like Carrie Yules mm-hmm. and, uh, I, what's his name? I always mess up. Shaw Wallace. Sean Wallace. Oh, the one that we talked about yeah, a inconceivable. couple episodes ago? Yeah, um, him and other people took to Twitter and they were basically just like, fuck off kind of a thing. <laughs> like, uh, Carrie Ewell's actually like made a quote from the princess bride as just being like, you can't remake this. This is a classic <laughs> beloved movie according to everybody. And that's part they of me is just like, yeah, they can. I mean, they'll do what they want to. The Lion King was a classic beloved movie and we've already done that that's and right. Aladdin. So why can't we? Yeah, um, I agree with them. It's the, the same thing too. For like generation, has, though. I mean, that's I a, that's a, a movie that I don't know if it will. That that story is is something that people will resonate with. But that movie itself and visually the way that it comes across, I don't know if you get the younger audience. I feel like a lot of people are very scared, and they should be to a certain extent because there have been so many bastardizations of a lot of people's beloved childhood. 
you know, things that But yours come is along still there. Yes. That's what I don't get is like they're not taking away yours, they're just making more. Right. That's I'm just saying. That, yeah. that all I'm getting at is that there are a lot of people that do that. They that need that, to that quit. kind of a thing. So it's just like saying like you like for example, we'll say the Dark Crystal. Yeah. The TV series coming out. Yeah. You know, it might be hit or miss mm-hmm. kind of a thing. That's how you feel about it. But there are a lot of other people that are on the internet that say, because, you know, internet's super vocal yeah. these, these days. Even two um, people can make a wave. Yeah, they sure can. Starring <laughs> Justin Long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> it took you that long? It's like, what are you talking about? I thought you were talking about us two making no. a wave. And you said Justin, and I was thinking like Justin and Shad, but you said Justin Long, and I was like, what? Um, the Wave, starring Justin Long. There, there are a lot of people that think like, yeah. you know, this this new version of this thing could bastardize. The people will think badly of the old version or something. That well, who cares what people do. think? That's how I feel. I don't who get care, it. Who truly, who cares what yeah. people think? You should be that way, but there are people that are out there that think that. I think that about a lot of my beloved series, too. I mean, I thought that about Star Wars for the longest time. But, I mean, they're going to fucking make them one way or another, whether I like it or not. And I'm going to enjoy them. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's the same thing. Like, And that's that's I'm, I've yeah. always held the same thing. With like, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Beloved franchise of mine. Robert Zemeckis says, as long as he is alive, there will never be a sequel to it. He has his trilogy. His trilogy is perfect. It'll never happen. You know, whatever. Same thing with Bob Hale. He owns, like, controlling stock into it, too. They're the two writers. Robert Zemeckis was the writer and director. Um, so, you know, both of them both said the exact same thing. There will never be another one. We won't try to do this. I mean, there can only be one Doc Brown. There can only be one Marty McFly. Wow. We can't really do anything better. We've loved it. It's a perfect movie to us kind of a thing. We would yeah. never want to do it. There have been people... They, they have had offers since the end of part three. Yeah. Leading up until, like, last year, whenever I heard this and read it in an interview about from Robert Zemeckis, mm-hmm. that, like, almost every single year there's an offer and the increase, like, of the money grows yeah. oh, higher and higher and higher and higher. We need to make a part four. We need to make a part four. We want to have... We want to have Christopher Lloyd make a return. We want to do this before he passes away they see or something. Everybody else yeah. kind of doing those yes. things. Last blood. Just, we want to try and do what we possibly can to you know milk this for what it's worth and bring yeah. back some of these reoccurring characters. That's what we do these days. Yeah. And then you're just like, no, this is our perfect trilogy. We don't want to touch it. If you want to make another movie, we can. There's like, nah, we don't want to make another. Yeah. We want to make part four. Yeah. But I digress. I there mean, it's, a, it's just a thing. I, it, it like, is. I think down the road, maybe. You know, 10, 15 years if Robert Zemeckis and, and, and Bob Hale die or something, and then Universal decides they want to make a part four, yeah. they'll probably go ahead and do it. And yeah. I will, will go see it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'll go yeah. see it to see what it's like. Yeah. Will I maybe hate it? Could. I could. I could you potentially. Could have hated part three. Yeah, I could have. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I, I, I could hate part four, but that is not going to diminish the fact of how much I love one, two, and three. Exactly. It's the same thing. I could hate. The Last Jedi. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do yeah. for multiple reasons, but it doesn't mean that I automatically hate them for trying to do something, and it doesn't diminish my love for Empire Strikes Back, which is the yeah. best of all of them. Yeah. Or, in my opinion, IMHO. I don't think, <laughs> and I don't think the people are going to stop, and they're not going to not go see The Rise of Skywalker because. They didn't like Last Jedi. Right. People just want to be heard. They want to complain. 
They mm-hmm. complain and condemn instead of going out and creating their own thing. Um, it's yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, let's take Ducktales for an example. Mm-hmm. I like the Woo! original Ducktales a lot. You know, it's it's one of the the Disney afternoon block that we'll get into in just a few moments. Um, but but specifically when they had this this relaunch of Ducktales, I was like, eh, I don't really like the animation style. I don't think it's gonna be my thing. I'm just gonna stay away from it. And it's, I didn't complain about it really. It just wasn't really my thing. And then they start talking about incorporating other characters, and I'm like, we started talking about it on here about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than mm-hmm. that. And then I was like, you know, I might, I might check this thing out. I might check it out. You didn't like the bold animation style before? I didn't. Really? I didn't. Like, it wasn't it appealing to me. It me. It looked really cool to me from seeing it, because I like that kind of almost... It gives it... It's cell shading, essentially. It's what, what yeah. they do with, like, Wind Waker or a lot of anime. Yeah. They have those bold outlines that are around the yeah. characters, and, and it's I always like been something outlines. that's pie I didn't like the more... They weren't as round as the original character. Yeah, I they were more round. blocky in a yeah. sense. But I think that that was kind of cool and quirky when I saw it. But I never watched it. Mm-hmm. And after watching the 2017 DuckTales, I feel like sometimes in certain circumstances, it's actually better to me it's than smarter. the original. It's, it's just smarter. Yeah, it's fun. You've got people actually taking it seriously, I think, as a grand story. Yes. Versus... You know, when they were making that show, it wasn't about the big storyline. That's not how you yeah. did TV. You did it was a Bugs, Carn- Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, like exactly. you were watching this for a 15, 20 minute block, yeah. and then it was over. You may have gotten two episodes, like a part one and part two. Yes, but that was about it. You weren't getting a lot mm-hmm. more than that. But this uh, whole thing is very cohesive. There's yeah. an underlying story that's there Absolutely. that flows into it, and it's a really smart show. I mm-hmm. love the new Duck. And it's got a lot of fan service to it. Yeah, but I wouldn't have known that if I would have just hated it based on what I saw. Yeah, and. And I just stayed away from it until I found what interested me about that. It's 2016 Ghostbusters all over again. Speaking of Ghostbusters... I thought we were talking about the afternoon block. No, not yet. Uh, uh, you speak- said you were talking about it. I said in a moment. Oh, uh, I got I got things. It was a perfect spin. You, you let me segue. Let me segue. Okay. If you give me a... You gave me Come a, segue. Had, come segue. You, come you segue with me. A perfect little segue on the tip of your line on, on there. You can eat that. Eat it. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm just wanting to see what it was. Uh, and, I, and I caught it. And you reeled me in. And then you were like, don't segue. And, but I'm going to. I'm going to do it. Um... They have announced that the younger audience in the Ghostbusters movie will indeed be direct descendants from the original cast. Hmm. It has been confirmed. Cool. That uh, which I know it's not like great big news, but it is enough to say they aren't just. It's enough to warrant us talking about Ghostbusters. Absolutely, and and <laughs> which I could do every episode. And that's fine. <laughs> I love Ghostbusters, <laughs> and just the there there just the fact that we are talking about how people are doing things and how things are tying together and do you make sequels or do you do remakes do you do reboots and uh back to the future 4 and all that stuff like ghostbusters they're calling ghostbusters 2020 just in Mm -hmm. in the sense of all this um is a cool thing that they're doing that they're really getting the buy-in from the major cast and writers and, and things like that and they're you know, it's passed down from the the son of the original director. Generation and, to generation, it is exactly. And so, having the the story actually telling something about descendants, which is what I was hoping for, is that like there's an old car at a barn, and you get these kids who are like go to visit their grandpa, and he tells them to stay out of the garage, and it's no good, and and then they get in there, and trouble kind of starts. Like that yeah. kind of thing would be cool. That's a fun oh yeah kind of story. Absolutely. To tell, and so I'm excited. I wonder who Finn Wolfhard's gonna play because I know he's typecasted into it. I wonder who he would be like a grandson of. Yeah, he seems like he would be a perfect grandson for 
Bill Murray's character. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, like a new Venkman. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if he's just like, Grandpa said not to go in the car, uh, in the barn. He's like, I don't care what Grandpa says. <laughs> yeah. Like, he would be like, he makes a he would make a good young Bill Murray exactly. kind of thing. And they've got, like, an old ghost that's, like, still stored in a pack. Sure, like, yeah. And then, like, the kids fuck with it and it's out. Like, that would be cool. Like, that whole story of the reason that you put them in that situation is because they're family. And it's, I hope it's like a full on like redoing kind of a thing, like and they accidentally open up like what the pack contained or whatever, and it's Zool yeah, from like or, was, like the yeah. demon from the first one, and it like we're like we have like a new Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man or yes. something like that or that effect. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be really rad. Be pretty darn cool. Um, speaking of remakes, yeah, Tokyo Game Show happened. We yeah. had a remake trailer for final fantasy 7 that was showcased a few different things that we got to see from it um one we got to see some new character interactions with some of the favorites Mm -hmm. uh we got to see uh aerith walking around we got to see cloud with uh barrett getting ready to go into from jumping from the train station into uh whatever the (laughs) name of the place is i forget it's been a long time since I played this game, but I got a couple of things that we got to see actual like, gameplay footage of it, which we had seen before, but we got to see more of the active battle system and how it works. Yeah. So fighting and combat wise is very similar reminiscence of a Kingdom Hearts, which I will always love and adore. Absolutely. I've talked to some people that weren't happy about seeing that. That's fine. That's your cup of tea. Um, uh, I think it's really cool that they're doing the active combat system. But seeing, did you watch? Did you watch all of that? Like any of the combat and mm-hmm. how it works? So uh, how does the slowdown and time stop kind of a thing? Whenever you're getting, you actually have like an active slowdown and time stop mm-hmm. um, to choose your magic and choose your abilities to use yeah. them before you do it, and almost gives you that sense of a semi turn base mixed mm-hmm. with your stuff. And I think it's really smart because it makes me feel like, like. Kingdom Hearts combat's always had a tendency to be, you know, active combat system, so it's it's always action-packed, and it's always a little bit higher uh, stakes because you're trying to use, like, Firga and the, are, on yeah. the fucking fly or something like that, and you have no time to yes. stop and think about it. This is kind of cool, actually, having, like, the time to sit there and think about what I'm planning on doing for this exactly. attack kind of a thing. Um, and also, they announced that it's going to have a full turn-based mode. So, for those people that were kind of upset or butthurt, I would say, about having an active combat system, there's a whole mode where you can actually play standard, classic Final Fantasy VII, where it's full-on turn-based. Interesting. Um, and just like your classic Final Fantasy VII, but with your uh, like brand That's new crazy. graphics and everything. So they've put in so much they thought into a this second game. Second game, almost. Like, Essentially, I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the whole and there's no active combat to it. It's literally turn-based at that point in time. Yeah. So yeah, they've essentially made basically two games, crammed them into I think it's multiple discs on this one. It sounds I think like it's it, two right? Blu-ray discs to get into it. And they're do, are they doing it like essentially kind of a disc at a time in the way that they're releasing it, or like the the first? It's supposed to be episodic, from what they yeah. said. I think the first episode will be a substantially larger chunk. Okay. And then the last one or two or however many episodes they'll do. I think they said four maybe. Okay. I think it's supposed to break it apart pretty. Uh, pretty substantially after that but i think the first one that they give us march next year will be a full game will be almost itself, yeah feel like a full game in and of itself and then the other ones will feel like uh like a semi-full DLC games kinda, bigger dlc though gotcha to finish out your stories um, almost like yes. in the way that they they had their big dlcs for destiny yeah, yeah yeah which is you know similar like we talked about like you i i didn't read all of the five-year outline kind of a thing of what they had as far as the series plan but oh yeah we talked either. about it before um, so Destiny, once they update happens for Shadowkeep, 
Um, they are effectively changing the name of Destiny to do Destiny New Light, which we had talked about before. But the whole premise of them doing that is basically dropping the number from the name and giving us a service that we're going to have for at least the next you know five years going forward. So that way we can they have integrated the cross save. So whenever new consoles yeah. come out, you'll still be able to cross save onto that new console to support this game to grow with yeah, you with you as long as you go onto it. And uh, expansions will feel more like World of Warcraft expansions. We'll have expansions come out basically every single year, giving us brand new content. It's still going to keep growing consistently, but we're going to have this one game as a hub instead of being like, all right, we've had Destiny two for three years. Here's Destiny three. Now we have had Destiny three for three years. Here's Destiny mm-hmm. four. We're going to just stick with the one name, and then we're going to broaden our horizons from there kind of a thing and if we make a destiny 3 it's going to be a big deal because it's going to have a lot more shit that it's going to have to pack into one thing i would assume coming from this um but definitely back on tgs stuff some more news that we had we got a longer trailer and uh for the briefing trailers what they call it for death stranding it showcased uh uh some combat some uh some uh the briefing thing is uh, you actually get to see the female president in uh played by lindsey wagner um, in she played the the bionic woman a long time ago. Oh, okay. That's uh that's the same her. They they actually they took her care they de aged her. De- her and uh Is she, that the original acting. bionic woman? Yes. Oh that's yep. neat. Yep. From wow. the seventies. Um so she's playing uh this character named Amelia. She is uh the president of the United States. She's holding a conference in the White House with uh Sam, uh who is Norman Reedus's character. Yeah. Um, and another character, I don't know who this is, they call him Die Hardman. He's Die Hardman. Uh, but they're all talking about restoring mankind in the trailer. And there's also a full 49-minute gameplay demo showcasing a bunch of different things that Hideo Kojima was there. He was talking about it as it was going on. Um, we learned a few new things. You can pee in this game. Oh, good. I was uh, worried. You can you can pee. That's... You can drink a monster energy drink can I in this game. Maybe. I really don't know. I didn't see that one. What's the point um, if you can't? But uh, they showed, like, it would look like a Monster Energy Drink can. Like, it was, like, brought to you by Monster, kind of a thing. And you drink it and actually increases your character's stamina, so you can actually, like, go further faster, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, like, just, like, a bunch of different little quirky things and stuff. But they showcased, like I said, some combat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, a little bit of gunplay, too. Um, some building elements that you can do in this game, and uh, it was really cool. But this game is coming out pretty soon, uh, November eighth. Yeah, coming closer and closer. It is coming closer. Really surprised me that like surprised the shit out of me whenever it was like around E three time and we found out that this was coming so fast already. Again, just like me. <laughs> uh, we got the uh, announcement trailer, the big trailer for Neo two. I'm getting getting a sequel um, coming out uh, beta for it on November first to play it it's the uh dark souls like uh like old japan inspired like Mm -hmm. shoguns and samurais type of thing uh game uh there was a new trailer for dragon ball z kakarot which is actually like an action adventure dragon ball z game they tried to do several of these like years ago but they did not sell well at all i guess they're kind of banking off the success after uh dragon ball fighter z since it's been such a huge hit or Um, as i had to call it dragon ball fighters (laughs) um they, uh, I think they're trying to get this. It's coming sometime in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but full on uh, action adventure type game. It's going to have obviously the the cool combat that they used to have from those third person uh, third person games like Budokai Tenkaichi and stuff. But uh, so that's coming out. We've got uh, the showcase trailer for Project Resistance, the new Resident Evil game. It's oh, a, four, that's a Resident four, Evil game. Yep, four player co op survival horror uh, spin off title. 
Uh, looks like they're all like teenagers. Uh, it looks like they're in some kind of like arena in the in the trailer, like some weird facility arena type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a person that's typing and releasing these different types of uh, creatures. Like one guy's there's liquor coming at us, and they're like shooting them, kind of like a Left for Dead style, but in yeah. the rest of Resident Evil universe. Um, so they're fighting it, and then you see like the big guy uh, come out at the very end with like a big hat on i think his name's mr x he's big been in some hat of, on what is it it's like a weird broad <laughs> yeah, room like almost like pilgrim hat in a way I just like that. uh red glowing eyes and shit i think his name is mr x he was from other games and stuff but I see. Uh, yeah yeah mr x previous installments um but yeah project resistance it was just no release date or anything like that but uh just showcasing that there this is the next project that we got coming from the team that makes resident evil from capcom cool. so um, Yakuza 7, uh, got the announcement trailer showcasing it. Again, that team is fucking crazy. They've made, like, 27 games in the span of, like, 13 yeah. years. That is nuts for one studio to make that many games. Uh, a bunch of other trailers that I really, truly don't care about except for this one. <laughs> uh, we got the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC trailer. Yeah. Uh, I get to see a little bit more of that, uh, footage showing some of the new boss fights, um, some new keyblades, abilities, new characters that we'll be able to switch to uh, in previous from previous played battles. It says. Yep. Um, that's December. Is uh, that it's, it's winter. Release? Winter. Okay. This I, winter. I had heard at one point in time that it's set for winter, but one article I'd read said that they're show, showing for December. I would expect an an on the anniversary. Like coming like out for like end January, of January. February, February yeah. type of thing. Yeah, that's that what I'm expecting. Too. Right. I'm actually. I here's what I think is going to happen with this because we got to talk a little Kingdom Hearts because that's just how we roll. Um, it looks like the playable characters. I hope this isn't it, but it looks like what you're going to get to do is do their battles in the uh, labyrinth on the key at the Keyblade Graveyard. Okay, that's what it looks like to me. Is that you're going to get to play as them. Hopefully you're gonna be at like a level fifty is this or something costing like that. DLC. Like I we have to pay so. for I it. I think it's gonna be paid. That's my scare. My fear of it. I I, I hope it's worth the money. Like I don't yeah. want I don't want it to be just a handful of like you can get a couple of new keyblades and play as like three or four characters, which in and of itself is cool. Yeah. But if it's only in that sequence kind of a thing, I think it is. And it's just a handful of battles as those characters. They're probably gonna try and charge fifteen or twenty dollars oh, for sure. this. Yeah, that just doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah. This seems like something I would pay ten bucks or less. I think less you're gonna for. get a lot of uh, story, like post Kingdom Hearts three story. Now, if it has those those keyblades that we can get have unique abilities and we can use them again in the game proper. Yeah. Like if you've played through the DLC, like mm-hmm. hey, you've unlocked this keyblade. Now go back through and play cool. Kingdom Hearts and then like level it up even more than what we did in the DLC and have its own unique abilities and yeah. stuff. That warrants itself to me to play like pay like fifteen twenty bucks to it because that's that's way more playability. You mm-hmm. could get. You know, a whole new unique keyboard to use that as random abilities you've never had before. What I'd hope for is that you could actually add these people to your party and switch to them. Or, like, when you go to a, a, a world, you can go to that world as Sora. Or you can be like, mm, I want to be Axel and go play yeah. Toy Story. Like, that would be awesome. I don't even care that I'm playing the same world, but to play those same worlds as different characters to play cool. as even and like to bypass that if they did something like that it would be easy enough because they wouldn't have to do like say they do this DLC but they just say it up front like this DLC will not have cutscenes you can play through all of these worlds but they're not going to make them that movies. way they don't have to say like Sora look out kind of a thing or yeah, whatever and you sense. look like Axel in the thing yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean just to not confuse yeah. how the thing set us up or something and they just cut out the movies for it and you could still play through as those characters and experience those yeah. worlds as Axel or whatever and do the boss fights and 
stuff, but you know, you don't have to worry about them doing that. That'd be a good way for them to cut out, yeah. you know, that kind of work Absolutely. for it too. I realistically, I, I imagine it's going to be something along the lines that you're going to get a, a, a redo of the back chunk of the game. And essentially once you hit Keyblade Graveyard, they they redo that whole back half of that game to where you not you you play as Axel and then it switches to playing as Aqua and then it switches to Sora rescuing that group and then it, like you you play all of those different parts in different sections and that back half is just chunkier mm-hmm. and that you just get to play as those different people throughout and that they probably do redo the movies or make the movies longer because you get to see a little bit more development of those individual characters. Sure. Um, but I really, what I really want to know is what do you get to do post that? Like, yeah. sure, I get to play as those characters and I get to play those cool um, whatever finishing moves and, and different abilities, but what do I, what else do I really get to pick up and is it just going to be a back-end movie? I'm okay with it being a back-end movie. I'll pay $50 for a fucking back-end movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what will I get? Because hopefully it'll be something more than just a movie I watch, it'll be playability that I can do outside of just the labyrinth um, on there. But what else you got? Uh, we have uh, Yeast 9 coming out, Monstrum Nox. Yeast uh, Infection 9. Yes. Uh, yeast is a long-running series that finally came over to the Americas back in like 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, they had semi-sprite-looking characters, almost looked like SNES titles, even where they did, you know, 6, 7, 8. Um, but it looks like East 9 is going to have a full-on 3D um, core installment for this franchise, which is new for it to be able to do. Um, they're going to have some new unique characters tied into it and everything, and some of the old favorites, but you'll actually get to see them in full 3D instead nice. of just little sprites. Um, looks like this uh, fairy tale is an old anime manga series, mm-hmm. and they're bringing it to the team that made uh, Dynasty Warriors, so it'll have that kind of mob squad uh action adventure type of a thing where you'll have fight like waves mm-hmm. of enemies at once and uh so that's gonna be a thing i've never watched fairy tale side so and really know too much about it gotcha uh a new castlevania mobile game called castlevania grim war of souls uh i doesn't have any kind of release date to it and i didn't actually get to see the trailer for it, it looks like there's a lot of showcase characters huh. Um, that you'll be able to play as. I see Simon Belmont here. I see Alucard. Um, yes. A lot of different ones. My favorite. Alucard. Alucard. Uh, Tales of Arise. Uh, Fateful Encounter. New in the Tales of series coming out in 2020. It looks like it could be pretty cool. I've always enjoyed the Tales of games. Um, and then like one of the last big announcements. Uh, big trailer for uh, Shenmue 3. Um, a very beloved uh, series that came out originally on Sega Dreamcast. Uh, Shenmue 1 did. And then Shenmue 2, I believe, came out on like Xbox Marketplace, like on uh, Xbox Arcade, like on Xbox 360 era. Um, but both of those were like beloved uh, games. And Shenmue 3 is finally coming out. It actually got kickstarted uh, from a project. The guy wasn't able to actually make it until they kickstarted the project. Um, enough people back the project it's been in the works for probably five or six years now at this point um finally has its release date and everything it'll be hitting the epic game store first um on november 19th okay so coming down the road pretty soon i think if you have uh xbox right now and you have game pass you can actually has a bundle of the remastered versions of shinmu one and two together that you can download and play for free on game pass so if you have that definitely check it out if you're wanting to experience the game it's almost kind of like a 
a storytelling type game with some quick action, with quick time events that happen to it. That that's kind of how you the story unfolds. Nice. It's more about just experiencing the story versus actually playing a ton. Okay. There's not a lot of like a gameplay or exploring or something. You're kind of traveling through these different towns and forests and villages, experiencing the story of Rio, um, and uh, doing these quick time events to kind of help you along the way. Kind of like playing a Telltale game in a way. Okay. Before Telltale was even a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the highlights from the Tokyo Game Show. Very cool. Before I get into my next topic, I had a question for you. So uh-huh. we, a few years ago, maybe long, maybe a while ago, we got the uh, the remastered version of Secrets of Mana on PlayStation Four. Yes. Right. Um, and then we are at the beginning of next year getting the remastered 3D, you know, whatever version uh-huh. of Trials, Trials of Mana yep. for Switch. Yep. Do and then so those things are I've got the updated remaster of Secrets on PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Trials is going to be on Switch, mm-hmm. and then we also have the trilogy pack, and then the trilogy pack, which is just that's the oh I get what that is that's mm-hmm. cool whatever. What is the likelihood that 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 game's gonna, they're going to do the Secrets of Mana is going to come over to Switch or vice versa? Are those two going to play I think well with that each you, other? I think you'll be able to see Secret of Mana, the remastered version with the 3D versions instead of the sprites. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That version will probably get ported to Switch. You think I would get ported? Okay. Yeah. I just think it'll happen after this trilogy and maybe even after Trials. After Trials, okay. Or maybe right before. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a matter of just them porting it over. it's, it's not done. It's no. done, yeah. It's just a matter of them getting it from that studio. I think it's Square that does yeah. all that stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, and I don't think I don't I don't see us getting a 3D reimagining of uh, Final Fantasy done. No, I don't either. For, to I think have they stop with these to two. have the proper tr- quote unquote trilogy yeah. of the thing. But I think once you get Trials and Secrets, I mean that's enough. It's kind of a yeah. back end story to uh, not back end. It's like just kind of a spiritual yeah. successor to uh, Secret of Mana, anyway. So that's yeah. really the most of what you need. Yeah. Same with Nino Kuni one and two. Like so, we're we just. This week we're getting the Nino Cooney Curse of the White Curse of the White Witch White yeah. Witch well, yeah um, the remaster is coming Wrath of the White, Witch. Wrath of the White yeah. Witch is coming to Switch yes uh, the remaster is mm-hmm. I, but there's no news of when Nino Cooney two will be coming over to even Switch it took so long for them to actually get the even say the words remaster or even any kind of a port to Switch okay. in the first place so it wouldn't surprise me if I mean it'll probably take a little bit longer but you'll probably get two on Switch as well because okay. that's assume. what see and that's it where I also get a is one like, of those things it depends because porting it over to them doesn't necessarily mean it has a ton of work to it but they do have to downgrade some of the yeah, stuff they have to, to make it, to it be Switch. able to enable for the Switch. To be able to go to 1080p, you know, yeah. or nine mm-hmm. 900p or whatever it may whatever be, whatever it's running on, on the TV, you know, 900 at 30 frames, or then whenever you pull it out, it has to be able to switch to 720 instantaneously. That's something they have to incorporate with it. I Basically, multiple versions of the game and in resolution without going in and changing the resolution. I see. So it's something they have to be able to do to switch on the fly. Ah, see <laughs> Um, but. I mean, I would say it's just a matter of how well it sells for them. Mm-hmm. If Nino Kuni Remaster sells pretty well, I would see you know it's not hard for them to do too much of a port over to that. I don't think that, it's automatically going to be something like, yeah, we'll go ahead and do two also. They're probably going to want to see the demand of okay. it. Okay, because I'm real particular about wanting like everything to live on one console. And so if I've got the opportunity, it's like I could just go ahead and get... Because I, I don't, I own the physical copy, the PlayStation Three copy mm-hmm. of Nino Kuni One, and so I was like, well, I could get Nino Kuni the remaster on PlayStation Four because I know that I can, I can get two right away, yeah. or I get on Switch, which is where I'm more likely gonna play it. Yeah, 
and and it, it's not a resolution thing because that game's more animated. It's not like it's yeah, a, you know, a heavy it's, it's, it's like demand for yeah. it's like playing like uh like Pokemon Wind, like Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Or like Wind like Waker. like that cell shading and stuff. Exactly. It looks prettier in 1080p, but whenever you're playing it in 480 yeah, or 720 that. over, yeah. you're not missing a ton. Yeah. No. Plus, that's those types of games. I think they play really. I think that's a really fun game to have with you handheld, yeah. mobily playing something that's like a big epic quest. It, it makes fun, you know, while you're traveling or yeah. something. You could play that. So those those two series, the Mana series and the the Nino Kuni series. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the Mana series is probably going to sell. It, not probably. It will sell really well on the Switch console. Yeah. That we'll see that port come over. Yeah. The Nino Kuni. I could see selling really well too, well enough for them to probably warrant poor doing a port. Yeah. But like I said, it's one of those things. It's just a wait and kind of a see type sure. of a thing. I'm not gonna buy the port right away for Wrath of the White Witch because I have so much in back catalog anyways yeah, that I've got to catch up on. That makes sense. And I've not played it so in this long anyways. But and you want to get Link's Awakening? Yes. And <laughs> I, it's just I, like I said, I've got I've got back catalog too that I've been trying to get through and wanting to play more stuff of anyways. Yeah. That and I've waited this long to play through all of Wrath of the White Witch, yeah. so I'm not really That's jonesing jonesing. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility to come closer toward Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be on sale on, yeah. on there and might be able to get it. It's a good sale watcher. It's a good yeah. sale watcher. Good there. sale watch. Uh, we got a lot of a lot more Disney Plus news uh, since the last time we talked about Disney Plus. Um, so it's, we're going to give it a little bit of love. Um, so out of nowhere, uh, a little bit ago, Disney, uh, the Disney Plus Instagram site uh, posted a, a few pics and said, Are you a morning or a night person? We're a Disney afternoon person. Mm-hmm. And they posted a picture of DuckTales, Chippendales, yep. Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, Goof Troop, and the Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Yes. Uh, which means that we are indeed getting all of those shows on our Disney Plus app yes. at launch, most likely. I mean, they haven't said, but I'm sure they wouldn't yeah, advertise something like that. It is like at without. launch, from what I've heard. Because... Um, in in tandem with that, we've also re- got a release of a bunch of titles that could potentially be on launch based on the testing app that's in the Netherlands been mm-hmm. released. Uh, granted, the Netherlands have different rights ish, or different rights than the states do, so some of these titles may not see the light of day just yet on Disney Plus. But those did include the '90s Marvels cartoons, so like yes. the X Men animated series, the Spider Man animated series. Um, no joke, I still to this day randomly will hum the X-Men theme song in my head <laughs> because it is like one of the it's greatest good. one of the greatest kids cartoon theme Absolutely. songs that I've ever heard yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, so if you get a chance, um, I can't even remember the app, but if you just search Disney Plus list. Um, there's an app that runs like TV times, like you mm-hmm. can see where things are on apps. I read through that whole list the other day, and it made me so happy. Yeah. Like, stupidly happy that shouldn't make a 31 year old man that happy. But to it see. did, and it's oh, awesome. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so. I good. I tried looking to see because they had uh, from the beta stuff that's over in the Netherlands. There's some APKs that are floating around that people were able to get oh, to really? on the state side to actually yeah. open it up. Obviously, it's all in. Uh, is it Deutsch there? Oh yeah, in in the yeah, old so, Deutsch yeah. language, mm-hmm. but uh, Netherlandian. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really stupid. I like that. It's way better. Um, but no, I, uh, I, seeing seeing like a listing of some of the stuff on there, but it was all in an alternate language, obviously, yeah, and you, you couldn't change it, but you could see the pictures next to it, and that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't um, I didn't install it, but I saw people were like, 
yeah, the APK leaked, leaked and stuff, and you can you can download it over here now. And I was just like, oh, it's that'd just be so rad to be able to, like, yeah, just navigate. You can't sign up. Yeah, you no. can't watch anything, no. but you can just see it. You can see everything cool. listed, and you can navigate the actual app proper. And there's so much that you forget about. Like I even forgot about like all the Muppet stuff. Like mm-hmm. and and just yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they also said that they're gonna the uh, they're gonna include deleted scenes and the extras that come with the movies. So like the Marvel movies, you'll be able to pop in and watch the deleted scenes. Yeah, it's kind of like, like how like Netflix series and stuff at the very end of it, like Stranger Things, you can see like oh, yeah, the featurettes at the end of those too. Whenever you see it, they're listed that way, kind of, I guess maybe. Yeah, it's really so, rad. It's it's so exciting. And the what I forgot about was there was a, there's a bunch of like Disney like on the Disney Channel that were like made for TV movies that were on there, like a mm-hmm. bunch of them, and they're all on there. And I was like, I wouldn't, I would never like in my wildest dreams be like, I would buy that, but. I would definitely watch it if it's just sitting there. Oh yeah, Return to Oz is on there. Well, I told Mandy the other day. I was like, we put the I put my Xbox back in the living room. Yeah, I've been playing uh, some uh, Game Pass titles and stuff on the bigger screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we've got this in here. I said we can even play like 4K movies or whatever. And she was like, oh, maybe we can watch Little Mermaid and show it to Betty. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's a cool idea. And I just kind of sat there for a second. And I was just like, you know, it's going to be really awesome to just turn that on. On the streaming yes. service and not have to worry about getting a yes. discount. She was like, it's going to be so nice. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> all three Mer- Little Mermaid movies. <laughs> the T- the Little Mermaid TV series. Yep. They've got... Uh, I forgot. I didn't realize. Like, there's a, That's what I'll be probably doing is watching all Little of Mermaid. the... Like, not specifically <laughs> Little Mermaid, but all of the like the direct-to-video sequels to all these movies. I didn't realize there were three Cinderella movies. I don't give a fuck about Cinderella. But I will yeah. be damned if I won't watch Cinderella two and three because I don't know what happened. Yeah, like that's that's cool. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that might not know or have seen Return to Jafar or King of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially King of Thieves. Yeah, King that of wasn't Thieves even like time. in theaters. No, no. Um, but that movie is fucking rad. The the other thing that was on there that I didn't and it it was could be just the app in general, but just the artwork that was that they were using on that app for the movies. Like the older Disney movies, the it was just really neat, and I didn't realize there's a lot of if you look at those old the original movie posters, mm-hmm. and I hope they use them on the app because they'll look really pretty. Yeah, it would. Uh, but they're all like blank white backgrounds mm-hmm. with like just the artwork is there, but it's not taking up all of the mm-hmm. just all of. It the looks stuff. like just a painted canvas. Yeah, it's pretty. It's mm-hmm. so pretty. I hope they use that, uh, and that's doesn't have anything here nor there, but it's just cool. Yeah, no, that would be really awesome. Uh, I don't have any more news on hand. Do you have anything else that you want to touch on for sure? No, let's just dive into our personals. Sure. Do you have any games that you've been playing? I did. I played a couple of games. I won't talk about everything, but I will talk about some things. Sure. One, I had a palm. It was the Lego City Undercover Chase Begins for Mm -hmm. the uh, DS. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, It's a fun game. I played it. I started playing it. Um, It really makes you... uh, I don't. Did you ever play the Lego City Undercover game? No, actually, it got added to did Game it? Pass, so I downloaded oh, yeah. it. I haven't played oh, it yet, though. So good. It is like it is the Lego Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. Uh, the missions are great, uh, but the chase begins is really just a, an another another story that goes along with it. Um, I, so, I remember you guys having it on Wii U, and I watched yeah. you play it over at your house. Yes, yeah, I liked it a lot. So I, uh, I've, I've definitely been playing that, and then what I've really been hitting up at least this last week or so. Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Oh shit, I was close. Uh, it's the, <laughs> what did you say? Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, Kingdom Hearts three. No, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Uh, they had a big celebration uh, leading up to the trailer release because Sora it was, came out. 
it was also the uh, fourth anniversary of the Union Cross game. Really? Uh, from Japan, yeah. Oh, from like, Japan. Like when they started. I was like, it's been out that long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's probably close to it's three years. Cra- it's two, it's crazy years. to think that uh, Pokemon Go's been out for three years right? now. Exactly. It's nuts. Uh, so I've been hitting it hard, and it's so fun. Hard. Uh, um, I think that I'm getting really close to. I didn't realize that Ephemer doesn't really come into the story until like 380, 390. Mm-hmm. I'm at like 325 right now, something like that. Of out of over almost 900 missions right now mm-hmm. that they've got on there, uh, that's a game that has a lot to do that keeps you really busy, and I enjoy that. Um, I haven't spent a lick of money, and I've played that game like every day straight for like the past week. And uh, I just enjoy it. It's a really fun game. No, it's awesome. Uh, that it just it, the missions are simple. You pop in. I think your daily challenge is to get three done. So I try to get at least three done so I can get my coinage for it. Because mm-hmm. it's coins, you're buying more of those discs that make you do powers and shit like that. So um, it's fun. Right. It's fun. It's a great time. I like How about it. you? Uh, I have a few things. I'm going to mention a few rapid fire, but a couple that I want to spend some time on. Pokemon Go Community yes. Day happened. Me and Mandy actually got to participate did in the Community Day for the first time ever nice. since playing, and uh, it was really awesome. It was the Turtwig one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got me a Torterra now, finally. Nice. Got me a couple of Shinies as well. I think like three or four that nice. day. They were out like crazy. So you got an extra one, you can hook a brother up. I will. I've got whatever you want. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to keep one, but if you need three, you can have three. I just, I just want one. I didn't yeah. even get a single one <laughs> definitely uh, I've got multiple so you can have whatever you want um, so yeah I got me a, a Torterra it was a really fun thing I, it was crazy seeing as many people just going to Duke going to the park yeah. there and seeing how many people were out walking around did you know people like center. you were like like people you recognized no like, there's oh, some people that are from that uh, there are people from the Elk Mill, uh, Elkville community that play that uh, I, we see every now and then up at the uh, up at the library since it's gym uh, here and uh, we went up there for uh, they had a Deoxys raid. Yeah. Um, the attack mode one. Um, and we is that the like humanoid one with the humanoid arms? and the two arms kind of stick out to the side. Yeah. Um, so we did the attack mode raid with them and stuff. Added each other and because we'd, yeah. we'd seen them up Absolutely. there before and everything. Added each other and stuff and uh, have done. Was it an easy a, raid for you? Yeah, yeah, that was very easy. I was like, it was. It seemed super easy. And yeah, it was super easy. No we did uh, Intai like a week and a half prior to that and it was definitely substantially more difficult yeah um but it, it we we be i have that too and entire is a really good fighter like he's been super strong in, cool. in gyms and stuff but um uh so been we did pokemon go per usual community is awesome they just added the new pokemons from uh from new unova region yes on there so there's like tepig and snivy or whatever it's the snivel or obviously it's uh, those starters and all the new ones, the ones that look like Yorkies, they're all out and about. They're all over the place. Those uh, I played and said one of my poems, I believe, was uh, to play the SNES Nintendo Switch uh, Classic Online, whatever the yeah. hell they're calling the whole thing, as a really long name that doesn't need it. Yeah. Um, it did exactly what I hoped it would do. It wasn't merged into all one big thing. It had its own unique file. See, I wanted there. the opposite. I wanted it all to be under one umbrella. I, I liked it having it uh, as a separate application on there. I like seeing it as its own unique thing. I don't know why. I just <laughs> keeping it unique from it and not just having it all mushed together. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to have it that way, but uh, to have it mushed together like too. It. Yeah. I just like being able to see that icon there because it makes me hopeful that eventually we'll see like a 64 one one day yeah. and we'll see him keep going. That is another news too uh, that we forgot to mention. They said that now that they have the SNES games out, that instead Done. of doing 
one or two games a month like they've been doing. That yeah. they're just, they are not going to not add games. But they're done with Nintendo. They're done the, with the original Nintendo system. That and then they're also substantially slowing down. Yeah. So we might get a game every two months. Hopefully they're good thing. games then. Yeah, it's I would hope so like too. God, There's a couple of games on there that I didn't know, and uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts is always. I, I like Super Ghouls like and that, Ghosts. Right? Yeah. Um, there's a couple games that I'd never played. Like I never played uh, Demon's Crest. I played it. It's, it reminds me like Castlevania, but with a demon oh. playing as that with like extra like like demon powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can fly around in it. Gotcha. It was a really fun game, um, but I'd never touched that before. So I I, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. really good. It's always a good time playing SNES classic games, and I like the idea of having it there. And I would love to have that controller. Mm-hmm. I think they said that pre-orders are open on the site, and they're actually going to start selling them at. Uh, uh, Best Buy, Best oh. Buy. I think that was the tied deal thing that they had. I was trying to think uh, of which store it was. Uh, so I think they're going to sell some of them at Best Buy that you can get there too. Which I mean, anybody could buy it, but it's not going to necessarily work for you unless you have Nintendo Switch Online, anyways, because yeah. you're not going to be able to play those games without paying for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that made me excited too because I could just hop over to Best Buy in Carbondale and grab one. I would um, grab one just to play like on. For any game, like most games that would accept it. Like that yeah, that's fun. what I'm saying. I don't know what all is going to accept it. They said there was going to be some stuff, but I'm not really sure yet. Yeah. Um, played some more uh, Apex, just a little touch. It was fun. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection, we've tried playing it multiple times now, and it's been having really bad buggy issues, but uh, me and Keith got it to finally work really well. Um, and we played several matches one night, uh, like last week and it was crazy fun. I, I love the randomness of the playlist that they have on there because you can go through and literally select any type of game type, like capture the flag, SWAT, whatever, and then say, I want to play those game types, but in these games. Oh. And it's like Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4, and then also like some spinoff, like the remastered versions of 1 and 2 also. Um, so it kind of varies and mashes the playlist. You might play Capture the Flag Halo 1, and then the next thing you play is Halo 4 SWAT. So okay. it like completely alternates it and changes how you play almost every time, and it was really fun trying That's to do cool. that stuff. Um, the two that I really wanted to touch on, I did play uh, Half of Blair Witch. Oh, really? Yes. Um, it was really awesome. So We talked about it before. Yeah. From the same team that made Layers of Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of know what to expect as far as atmospheres goes. They yeah. they fucking kill it with atmosphere. Um, that is the best thing this game probably has going for it is just the look and aesthetic of it and mm-hmm. everything. It feels really good and it's really spooky because of that. Um, that being said, the story is pretty decent. Um, it's set, I believe, three years prior to the first Blair Witch movie in 1996. Um, the movie was in 99. This is in 96. Um, your main character is searching for a child that's gone missing. You get some phone calls from an ex-wife, girlfriend, person that's in your life. You get some flashbacks to that, too. Um, really cool, intuitive storytelling. The worst thing about it is I've had some really bad, like, graphical issues and glitches and stuff where, like, it looks like my character's hand's, like, fucking shaking and crazy and stuff. And it's from the witch. Uh, no, it's just, it's from, <laughs> it was from poor design. I think that the company just wanted them to push it out as fast as they could. I see. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's a pretty good time. I'm definitely going to finish it. That's not going to hinder me from doing it. But like, like I said, the best thing it's got going for it to me was the, uh, the actual woods itself, the, the creepy vibe that you get from absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. They, they, that team knows how to nail atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I think sense. 
if they if they designed a game, they designed like the atmospheric portions of it, and then you had somebody like the team that made like Condemned or somebody like that make your story and some of the gameplay like design stuff, like how your character moves and functions mm-hmm. and stuff. It can make like a hell of a game because they definitely have atmosphere down. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other game I played was also added. I've been wanting to play this for a while, but they finally added it to Game Passes all also. So I've played through a chunk of it, but I'm excited to get into more of it. It's called uh, Yoku's Island Express. Okay. Um, Not Yoshi's Island. Nope, Yoku. Uh, you play as this little dung beetle character. His name is Yoku. Um, he He's pushing around this ball that's uh, like a giant stone that has a rope tethered to it, and the rope is also tethered to him. So it just looks like a dung beetle pushing a big ball and stuff like that. And the ball comes into play because it's uh, it literally is like a Metroidvania type game in a way. Because you actually go up, you do this thing where you're like, oh, you need to go talk to the person in this section of this island, you know, in the city. So you can, because he's, he's about to be a new mailman for this island. Um, gotcha. So you go to this island, you see like this guy that looks like a horse character or something. He's just like, hey... Uh, or the bird is the first one. He's like, I'm done being the mailman. Could you take this to the city and give it to whoever's going to be the new mailman <laughs> yeah. and take it to this guy that runs the city? And that shows you on the map, you got to go here. And that's like, oh, you can't go here without getting past this guy kind of a thing. And this guy needs this mushroom. This mushroom comes from here. So it's like a fetch questy yeah. type thing, mm-hmm. but it also mesh masses. Uh, you learn new abilities and different things along the way, like um, to help you open up different things or blow through different items and stuff you get this like party whistle like nice and you can hit that a button to make the party whistle like blow this thing and you collect fruit and different things like ever the whole point of the ball and that you're pushing around is not only because it's a dung beetle but how you move around the world and how you get different fruits and build up different things is the game is a pinball game it doesn't go into pinball there are literally pinball paddles throughout this entire island thousands of them that are like underneath like little things or whatever and that meshes with the world and your triggers that are on the back of the controller uh, mesh with the paddles. So like a blue paddle is your right thing and the mm-hmm. orange paddle is yeah. the left. So if you see like you're rolling over here and you need to get up to this ledge or something, there's an orange paddle that's pointed downwards. You just roll your ball uh, over here, paddle hits the ball and it flings your character up here. And then there are certain cool. puzzles that you have to solve that are literally like a miniature pinball arcade games meshed into this world so it's like oh you've got to collect the three keys and the three keys are here here and here and you can only unlock this one if you blast past the door so you have to like get the ball to hit up here and you have to like basically play mini pinball game to advance wow that's um, cool but it's really crazy how like intuitive this thing is and it's so charming the art style is great uh, like i said the gameplay is amazing the story is fun and quirky and yeah. whatnot i highly recommend this game especially if anybody has game pass there's no reason to not get it but even without that, I think it's available on other platforms okay. too. Yoku's Island? Yoku's Island Adventure. Like Goku, but with yeah. the Y instead of the, the G. Yeah. Um, but yeah, o- Yoku's Island Express. Um, it's a super fun game. I think full retail, I th- I'm pretty sure it's either 15 or 20 bucks. I see. Um, but it's it's totally worth it to me. I think it's an amazing game. Hmm. Uh, nice. Though those are my games. Nice. Um, I... Watched, I've watched plenty of movies and plenty of TV, but I'll talk about just a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished up, DuckTales finished up season two sure. of it all. Uh, pretty good. Uh, it ended it in a nice, everything ended happily ever after kind of a, a storyline. Um, but that means that season three is right around the corner, and we know that that's where we're really going to get some character mashups with the Disney Afternoon Clan, and I'm excited for that. Um, so they're definitely growing that family. Uh, the story's good; still stays pretty constant throughout, as you could imagine, since you've 
also partooken. Uh, I have partooken in in your uh, in the Ducktales. Um, I watched the Aladdin movie. Awesome. Did you like it? Um, I've been wanting to hear your input. Uh, have you seen it? No. Oh, uh, not yet. I I like I like your input. You're good at it. Okay, so I didn't oh, hate I it. Like, I don't like how this bodes. Well. <laughs> it does not bode well. I didn't hate it, but immediately after watching it, there were two you things to watch I thought. It again. I did kind of want to watch it again <laughs> in a way that I was like, I need to see this again to form more of an opinion. Um, I saw. Like, I bought it, it when it starts off. You the genie is the the guy that has the lamp or whatever. What's the guy the vendor talk called? What's his name? The vendor. The vendor that has the, the lamp. Guy the the guy that that guy that tells the tale. What is his name? In the in the cartoon. Yes. Oh, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking, I about? Who you're talking about. Yeah. Like he's the guy that's like sells all these novelties and wares and stuff yeah. like that. Is it is that what he is supposed to be, or is he the just genie? a dad? Or the or Will Smith's Will Smith's gene. character. Will Smith's character. He is because the beginning a, he's on a boat and he's, he's boat. getting ready to tell these kids this tale of Aladdin yes, and the lamp. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um. He's just a fisherman. Okay. That's I, I don't yeah. know if he was meant to be the. I God. He has a fucking name. I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, but um, he, I thought I don't know if he was meant to be that character. I don't think because so. he sings the song that leads into oh, that, like that guy does, like Arabian Nights. He's like leads into this that. movie. Not the not the live action, but the cartoon movie. Yeah. Um, no, he's just a, he's a fisherman. But that do you want me to tell you things, or do you already know things? You already. You know can that. tell me whatever you want. Just so, tell them spoilers. So spoilers. Uh, the fisherman Will Smith is the genie Will Smith. So he is the genie. He is the well. The genie is set free at the end of the movie, just like he is at the end of Aladdin. I'm super confused. And, Mar- he's a mariner. Yeah, the mariner, fisherman. Yeah, uh, but he he gets set free, and that's what he chooses to do with his life is to be a fisherman. Is to just be a fisherman. And get kids, and he has kids. He gets a family. Um, I really like the way that ends up. I didn't know. I immediately I was judgy. Like the movie started, and I was like, "Why is Will Smith also a fisherman when he's supposed to be the genie?" And this is just some ploy to get him to be in the movie more than he needs to be in there. Like, I was automatically, like, just super judgy. Yeah. And, like, and it started. I wasn't the, the guy Just that sitting plays, down on your couch, your arms crossed. I'm like, just, like, sitting there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy who plays Aladdin is perfect. Like, there is... If there's one thing I can say about it is that that guy is Aladdin in life. Like, he is, like, perfect, like... To make the the cartoon come to life, like he is that guy. He's got the straightest big white teeth. He's got the this perfect skin. Like his hair is like on on fleek for uh, for Aladdin. Like no doubt about that. It does come off very musically. Like where I feel like the cartoon is just has a natural flow to it. You, I don't know if you can pull that off in movie without it being a musical. Yeah. And I, I think Beauty and the Beast also had that same, not fault, but that same thing about it. Guy too. Ritchie directed this? Yeah, it was a Guy Ritchie movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's after he, you told me he got Me Too'd, um, but I think this came out before the Me Too'd movement on Guy Ritchie. Uh, but, but yeah, so this is good. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good, but it's definitely heavy and musical, and if you were expecting something that wasn't necessarily heavy musical, then you're going to get something a little bit different. Um, I'm still not crazy about Will Smith's genie after the end of it, but I think it's just visually, it's a little awkward. 
Yeah. Um, the whole thing was awkward. Yeah, just the whole play on that. It's, but they, they do the best they can with it. Um, I, I like him better when he doesn't have the the uh, the cloudy, wispy genie. Like whenever uh, he's actually just walking around kind legs. of a thing. Yeah. yeah, he's got legs, it's better. Um, but they generally stick with the story. They have some fun with, um, with kind of diverting from it a little bit more. Um, I have put it on, but I went to sleep with it on. So that's, I don't think that really counts as watching it a second time or a third time. Peddler. Um, that makes sense. His name's Peddler? No, a peddler. I was trying to think what you would call that that oh, type of a merchant. You. They call him the peddler. I gotcha. I don't think he has a name. Oh, okay. He's just a peddler. Yeah. Uh, but he was voiced by Robin Williams, it looks mm-hmm. like. That's what people were also wondering if this peddler is the one from the beginning of the cartoon one is also supposed to be the genie as well. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I never put that together. Didn't really think about that. But uh, but yeah, so I'd, I'd, I would give it a medium well. If I'm putting it on the it's scale. It's definitely worth a watch. You, did you say you would own it? I bought it, yeah. Okay, you own yeah. it. I bought it because I didn't... I'm going to watch it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it was. A, I don't know if it'll be on there right away. Uh, Why wouldn't it be? Because it's a new release. So? I think that they're still going to have a... They're going to put Infinity War and uh, yeah, but Endgame Infin- on there. Yeah, I think they're going to give everything a good six to six to nine months after physical release. Didn't this release. come out in May? After physical release. Oh, after physical I release? I think they're going to give it a gap. I think we're going to see a gap. Maybe but six Endgame's months. But going to be on there, and it just came out last month. That's I true. Think. Yeah, but I think that's a, a way to reel people in. I don't know if you're going to get that with everything. That's my I speculation. So. I, I don't mean, I mean, I don't want... I, yeah. I expect it to be, like, a few months afterwards, but I was just saying, like, if Aladdin's coming out now, and it's coming out in yeah. November, maybe we'll get it you on You get there. the animated one on there. It's on there for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it any day. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I would definitely hold off if you're not really, like, nah. itching for it. It'll be on there, nah. if not by the end of the year, first of the next year, um, on there. And then the last thing I want to blow up a little bit is I started watching the Purge series. Yeah, uh, the TV one. On, yeah, on season the season one that's on Hulu right now. Season two's starting up, I think, like, you know, next like, You watched all of those, right? The movies, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've still, I've, I only seen like part of the first one. I've yeah. never watched any of them. You understand really. the concept, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, understand definitely. what's going on with it. Um, this TV show by far builds your characters so much better. Episode one, I cared more about these characters than I ever did in any of those movies. <laughs> I'm serious. Like That's the awesome. writing on the in this show is so much better, and they do things so much more creatively than they do in those movies. Those movies are like the paranormal activity of gore porn kind of like movies like that in that they're just gonna like we're gonna kill a bunch of people and somebody's gonna have to hide and they're gonna wear masks like there's not a lot of depth to those movies but the series has given that so much more depth and so much more of the questions that you ask as a normal human being going well what would happen if you weren't somebody who liked that kind of thing and what happens to these people and what do you do like you get to see the offshoots of them in the movie they're really getting to play with those characters in this TV show and uh, so I'm super glad to see that there is a second season that's going to be starting up I think next month on cool. there but I couldn't recommend it is more is Hulu exclusive series? no like from Hulu? What's no it it's uh, USA Actually, USA? it's a USA original. Characters welcome. Yeah, characters are welcome. You are correct. <laughs> uh, the only show that I've actually want to really talk about, I've watched a bunch of other shit, but the one I wanted to bring up was uh, Mandy and I were suggested to watch Raising Hope. 
So oh, we've watched. Uh, I, that's what I told her. I said I was pretty sure that you watched it before. Yeah. Um, but uh, we watched uh, just so far. She watched the first episode. And she's like, "You have to watch this because I laughed really hard, <laughs> legitimately laughing out loud here with just me and Mandy or me and Betty." Uh, <laughs> by myself she was like i want you to watch it and then you can decide if we want to watch it together and I told her after i was done watching it was like you can watch it by yourself i said and i'll watch it and catch up to you and stuff like that or whatever kind of watch it just independently yeah. i don't want you to have to wait for me but said there's already so many shows yeah. we do that with it's just not worth it if you want to watch it you watch it kind of a thing yeah but um what i watched I thought, from that pilot episode it was really enjoyable oh, i thought so it was really quirky and funny um you but, my name is real person you like my name is real yeah okay yeah. same creator yeah um and uh he's got a new show that's out now called the guest book cool um that kind of has the same like there's reoccurring characters mm-hmm. that kind of flip through i'm excited uh, to see where it goes character wise yeah. and stuff it's i thought time. i thought it was really cool uh very good story build it was it was difficult getting through the first episode because it was like a baby upset at first chasing baby down uh, doing other crap, and it was like it turned into like over an hour long experience was that for like a the show that you were minute. watching, or what was happening in real what life? What was happening in real life? Sounds the like show. could be both because <laughs> I wanted to see what was going on, so I kept pausing. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I want to experience it, but every time yeah. I kept pausing, it's like it turned a 24 minute episode into like an hour long excursion. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I'll be, I'll be excited to watch it independently so that way I can kind of plow, plow through some stuff too on there. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'll hop into my music real quick. I have a couple of mentions I was going to say. Uh, Incubus's new single came out a handful of weeks ago, but I never mentioned it oh, in, yeah. into the summer. Yeah. It kind of fell flat for me. Not, I didn't like it as not much. Horrible. But it, it's not horrible, but it's not the best thing yeah. that I heard from them. Uh, the one that I really wanted to harp on was uh, Hobo Johnson's new album came the out. Fall the Fall of, of Hobo, Hobo Johnson. Johnson. Um, definitely a more poppier take. You could see Studio trying to get a little bit of reins on Hobo Johnson. You think? I think so, for sure. Uh, you listen to the rawness uh, of what we had from the first album. The with, like Creve Core on there and uh, Romeo and Juliet and stuff. And everything feels not as heavily produced, for sure. Um, Some of that just comes with more money, more budget. Definitely, for sure. And that's, that's understandable, too. Um, and I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I love this new album. It's you really good. You listen to Dead End versus... The the fifty two. They don't know what you're talking about, but I do, and I get what you mean. Because <laughs> I just listened to Dead End not too long ago, and I was like, my thing I was gonna go bad. with was uh, <laughs> my thing I was gonna go with was Front Bottoms. You listen to like Front first yeah. album to the most recent album, absolutely. You know, you're night and day difference. Absolutely you have you something that I meant like more raw aesthetic from something that it literally feels. I guess the more raw from like those first albums almost makes it feel like to me has like a little bit more heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just them doing what they can, producing what they can, yeah. getting whatever they can to get this music out there kind of a thing, mm-hmm. letting people hear it, versus being like, okay, we have a studio, we have a bigger budget. Yeah. You know, the people might want us to have a little bit more of this kind of a tone to kind of go with it, and we wanted to go that way anyways. Yeah. That might be what he's going for. Yeah. And it works for him, too. Like, Absolutely. Typical Story is a great single, oh, and that's so a good. great thing. It's a fucking banger out the gate. It's one of the songs that got me into him, actually. Yeah, it is just such a good, high-energy, angsty song. Yeah. And it's really awesome, and I was like... My, I listened to it with Jay one time whenever it first came out. Yeah. And um, 
which I which I talked yeah, about we talked too. about that. Yeah. And he said, you know, it sounded a little poppy to me. I was just like, but he's like also still so raw though too. At the same yeah. time, even though it is poppy, he's literally like yelling the whole time. Like never, there's not a point in time where he's just like, hey, hey, I'm so not. Like it's yeah. all just about the energy getting this aggression out. If you listen to what it's about, it's all like typical yeah. stories about like the husband leaving the wife and the wife getting them back with this guy, the husband getting mad and beating the wife. Yeah. It's like just about like really horrible relationships and shit. Yeah. It's just like it's a very raw story. Yeah. Uh, and I said, and it's the whole album's that way too. Like yeah. front to back, it's that way. And it, it's he's he's really good storyteller. Honestly, I, I enjoy the uh, the more fast paced songs mm-hmm. that I did. There's a lot of slow on this, but there's a yeah. lot of slow that that he. Yeah, writes. there's a lot of slow on the first album yeah, too. Exactly. You know, it's just I mean. he's very a very melodramatic rapper whenever yeah. it comes to that point in time. But right. it's almost like instead of a rapper. He's a very he he does his music like he's a poet. Yeah, and that's that to me is more and not that rap is not poetry. I'm just sure. saying he literally sounds like he is reading a poem. Yeah, in his the way that he yeah. does his rhymes and rhythms and everything to yeah. it, and the way he kind of creates and crafts a story is definitely more unique than I've heard of from anybody. It's yeah. like if you gave a young Blink-182 guy, like you know what I mean, like somebody yeah. like a young Tom DeLonge, just be like, hey, you're a punk guy. Write this uh, really weird avant-garde rap music, yeah. and then you'd be like, "Got it." It's. I mean, <laughs> it's. It, it seems like he takes a lot of inspiration from Twenty One Pilots or from the same like yeah. realm. Like it's his version of that same thing. Like I'm not saying that I've never heard it before, but like Super Crosstrack was is actually the song that was like. I'm gonna actually listen to this guy. Like, yeah, I liked Peach Scones when you showed me that, but like anything else past that really didn't grab mm-hmm. my fancy. But then, Super I know the first I, was Peach Scone was the first song I'd ever heard from him. Yeah, um, the live version that he was doing that they did for um, fucking I can't Tiny the Desk. NPR t- yeah, yeah Tiny Desk so. Um, so that was the first song I'd ever heard from him, and then afterwards it was shortly like uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Creepcore, and I'm trying to think of some of the other ones from the first mm-hmm. album, but those those were all uh, ones that I'd heard first, and I, I just automatically a lot of the other ones were definitely a lot slower than what Peach Scone was. Not that that was a fast song to no, begin with, no, but it's got a good pacing yeah. to it. But this meant like you hear Romeo and Juliet starts off all popping, and then it slows down, and it tells this really weird melodramatic story that only a 21 year old millennial child could probably tell, really, you know. Um, but it's it's. It's good stuff. I yeah. really, really dig in it. Yeah, that um, new album is killer. Uh, the only other thing, the only other thing that I had that I was gonna mention was uh, I'd not really given them too much uh, time of day, but um, in my search for some more mellowy, vibey type music and stuff like that, because I like that helps me concentrate. It's why I listen to like lo-fi and stuff so much. It kind of helps calm me down. It also helps me concentrate whenever I'm doing different things. Um, upon Hideo Kojima's recommendation. I went back and I listened to some Joy Division. Oh yeah. Um, so I listened to uh, one of their albums. Uh, they had some 2007 remaster versions that were on there. Mm-hmm. I think it's Unknown Pleasures, and uh, it's amazing front to back. I, I really enjoy it. It's got that. It's it's you can tell by listening to Joy Division. You were I was the whole time I was just like. This makes me want to listen to like She Wants Revenge because it's like a British poppier version of yeah. She Wants Revenge, but it's like the same like dark nice. like naivety that was mixed in with that. So it's kind of like I was like I see where like ah oh, She Wants Revenge. They listen to Joy Division. They probably listen to the Smiths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They listen to this music and that inspired them to like make it slower and gothic, more yeah. more dark. So like Deftones got a lot of their yeah. to a certain from. extent. Like, yeah, I mean they got heavier obviously, but like a lot of their their kind of dark tones mm-hmm. were from those bands as yeah. well. 
But it just made me like I never really listened to bands that I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, I I love She Wants Revenge. I love Deftones. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the hearing but their, their influences, hearing their influences, and actually really enjoying it. Like That's I said, cool. I like listened to the whole thing. I was just like, this is like the kind of music I just want to like lay down and like smoke weed too and just like fucking just chill kind yeah. of thing i was like it's such a good mellow vibey type thing right. but my thing was i was like the first time i was really listening to the album i was listening going into work and i was just like this isn't really good going into work and working in a factory music no. so i said i better change it and then i listened to it on the way home and i was just like yeah this is gonna make me tired before i get home <laughs> <laughs> there's never a good time to listen to this um i listened to uh post malone put out a new album Hollywood's bleeding. Um, Hollywood's bleeding. Which I I do highly recommend. I I'm uh, kind of venturing out into different bands, and I've not really been a big Post Malone fan. As a you listen to other Post Malone albums apart from this one, or is this it? Basically? This is my first album. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through before this album came out, and I was just goofing around. I was like, I like uh, I like Sunflower. It's a good song. Yeah. Like, um, so I was like, oh, I'll just put on uh, Post Malone like top tracks or whatever, and I knew like. Out of 12 tracks, I knew 10 of them. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I knew that much Post Malone. Yeah. Um, but then I just started listening to this album like I listen to albums. Because usually I go track one, I just play them through, and I yep. just take it in as its whole picture. Yep. And it's a really good album. It's yeah, it's solid. a great album front yeah. to back. I listened to it. I didn't want to yeah. talk too much about it. But it's a, it's really good stuff. I feel like this one in particular is more... He went not 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 more mellow necessarily because he's always pretty a mellow type of guy anyways. Yeah. But um, he sings a lot more on this one. No, okay. And he doesn't try to do like there's kind not of a, a step of step of yeah. rap. There's a few songs that are on there that mm-hmm. have it maxed in there, mixed in there, and uh, he has like some a... people that are on there. But it's very like sing songy type of thing. Whenever he's trying to do his rap to it in that sense or whatever. It's almost like a new wave R and B. Like yeah, no it's way. It's R and B, but like. For today, for like 2019, yeah, it's kind of like what it's it a, there's, there's some albums like songs that are on there that are very like anti pop. I think that one with uh, Ozzy on it is very like kind of cool. anti pop music yeah. in a way too. See, and I, I don't know much about that genre, you yeah. know, that you call it, but like, but it just it just seems like if I had to call it anything now, I'd be like, oh, that's just R and B evolved. Like, is really yeah. what it is. It's it's not the rap side of of that genre of music. It's the R and B that's kind of yeah. So I would say like uh, not DJ Khaled, but Khaled proper, or or people like Like that's like the young people like uh, yeah stuff like that. Like I feel like those artists now, however, be like what your actual standard R and B has turned into. Absolutely, I agree with that. That's why I feel like the Post Malone stuff is very much R and B in that sense. Like what you're talking about, it has a darker tone to it, and that's what almost lends me to say like anti pop because it sounds like that kind of flair or flavor, like what Joji has, and that might be why. I liked this album more than the I other see. stuff that I'd heard from him. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the Ozzy song was, like, a clear that's highlight cool. to me because I wanted to hear what it was like. Right. And hearing him sing on there, and I was just like, this is really rad just having him around doing yeah. this kind of shit. And that's really cool. Like, how it starts off with the guitar, I was like, this sounds like a fucking late yeah. 80s Ozzy song anyways, how it starts off. <laughs> and I don't know for sure, but I know that Post Malone plays a lot of guitar, and I'm wondering if that's uh, him playing that solo. That yeah, it could be piece on there mm-hmm. uh ozzy said that he was so pumped from doing that song that he uh got post malone's producer from that album and they recorded an album in two weeks wow 
Like they they pushed out. He's like, I was so excited from that and like so energized mm-hmm. from it that we went ahead and worked on put out or uh, finished up an album that I've been working on or whatever. That's rad. So he was excited too. Um, and then real quick, Halsey put out a new song called Graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a new album that she announced called Manic. You're big um, Halsey. I love Halsey. I'm like God. I love Halsey. Um, she. Uh, I was watching a video of. Actually, her. I honestly, I'm not like dog. I just. No, no, no. I have never really, other than songs that she's either on the radio or featured in. Yeah. I really haven't given it a high time of day. I love like those those pop artists that are like on the darker side of it, mm-hmm. like, like Lana Del Rey. Tovlo. Lana know. Del Rey is pretty good. Yep. Um, Halsey and whoever. But uh, yeah, I always flock to them. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I dig it a lot. Uh, Kesha is another one that I really like a lot. People that don't really Wake care. Up if they, the that's right. uh, people that end up on the radio, even though they don't even seem like they really care. If they're not writing to end up on the radio, yeah. they just write good shit that ends up on the radio. Um, and then, believe it or not, I listened to the new Corn album, The Nothing. <gasps> yeah, uh, and, and you loved it. I don't love it. Um, You're okay but with it. Do you? Did you like Corn at any point in time? Yeah, I love Corn. Okay. So I loved it up until after uh, the Untouchables, the last album you yeah, probably listened to. Not that I listened to, I listened to ones past that, okay. but that was the one, the last one that I cared for. Okay. Do me a that favor. And, that and before were okay. Yeah. The ones after, I've tried like the first couple. Listen and then to I listen the, the singles. Start the nothing from front uh-huh. and just start it. Stop it whenever you want. I don't care. I'm not judging sure. you. Just start it because it starts. <gasps> with, Can that be my palm? Yes. <laughs> It starts with bagpipes again. Yeah. And nice. it goes into like, it's a pretty solid, I mean, he's, it's, it's the vocally he's dealing a lot with his wife's death and, uh, there's, uh, some stuff that's a little corny and cheesy, but that's just kind of what they roll in. But overall, this album is hands down better than anything they've put out in years. Awesome. Um, and I was excited for it because not because I'm gonna go out and necessarily re-listen to it, but if you were an old corn fan and you were like, man, I really just hate the shit they're putting out now, like this is a really good effort to get past that. Just for an example, I saw somebody post on Facebook that this was like one of their favorite albums, and it was a uh, legitimate thing. It was Corn Greatest Hits Volume One, literally the first five songs. I'm not even shitting you. It's like a two two disc thing, yeah. and I had the track list on the back. He will like post some of your favorite albums on here. I wanted to check them out, and this guy says like Corn, and it was like Volume One. And it was two disc thing. The first disc, the first five tracks, all covers. I hate it when people put uh, greatest hits as their favorite albums. I don't know. They were. I I, I guarantee that person was dead serious, dude. Like <laughs> I, that that is that person. But the first five tracks were literally all covers. Oh it was the Wall. Yeah. Part one and two. One. Uh, what up on there? Was it one? Did they do a cover of Metallica's one? Yeah. Uh, what up was on there? Okay. What's the, the cameo song? What's the word? Oh. Word, word up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Word up was on there. I forgot they did. That. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like the first five tracks were like literally the covers, and it was just like your favorite band's not Corn. Your favorite band are these other people. Corn just did it. <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, funny. You been reading anything? I read uh, one thing. Tell me about that one. Thing. I have a couple other things, but I read one thing. Uh, Agent 47, Birth of the Hitman. It's a new series that Dynamite did, I think, the end of last year. Um, okay. I've heard the the title. I, don't, I haven't... Agent, it's before. like the Hitman, like from the video game franchise. The oh, Hitman. okay. This is this, Hitman. Yeah, it's Agent 47. Um, so that's that, that, that character from the game. Mm-hmm. And this is literally him in his teens uh, being picked up by the organization, and they are training 13. him. 
Organization yeah, not 13. Organization 13. What about the real Organization 13? <laughs> this isn't Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, but they're, uh, they picked him up and uh, they're training him, basically. And they start him off as teens, you know, yeah. going through this training and everything. Uh, there's a segment where they're, there's parts of, like, I think it was... Uh, which Iraq was... Uh, which war was in 92? The desert one... Iraqi Desert War. Storm? Desert, Operation Desert Storm? Yeah, sure. Is that what that yeah. looks like? Yeah. Whatever one that was. The Gulf War, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he, in like 1992, he was there, and he, him and this other kid, and they're like 13 years old, oh, wow. dropping down with like two knives, like assassinating like heads of these Iraqi militias. And uh, it basically is just kind of like flashbackiness. Like the kids are now like 18 and 19. They're about to start their first actual like assassination missions, like really full on professional ones. Not that those weren't, they were still training. Yeah. But even though it was training, they were dropping them in war zones. Yeah. Telling them like, it's real. all you have are knives, kill this guy kind yeah. of a thing. And this is your mission kind of a thing that you have to do. And that's just all part of training. Yeah. They had operatives there helping them like in case things went awry to help them out kind of a thing. But that was like part of their training. You see flashbacks and it kind of leads up to what their first, his first actual like big mission is. I see. Um, him and agent six, I think is like his friend and they're the ones that kind of work together and mm-hmm. it's a team at first. Um, but it's a, it was a compendium that they had on, um, on a uh, comiXology. Oh. And it was, uh, I think our issues one through six, I think they only did like a six issue run and they had a couple of bonus ones that they did. It was like an issue zero and a couple of like little like side story things. Or something. Okay. And then, uh, so it was like eight, eight or nine full things, like full issues of things that were on there together. I think the compendium made it like 160 pages. Okay. It was a really fun, fast read. If you like anything around this, like the Hitman like games in general, if you've ever touched them, um, it's really cool learning like kind of the precursor to the story of how Agent 47 came to be in the first place. Um, and that's kind of what spurred me to want to watch it in the first place. Uh, the other thing I got, I didn't read much into it, but I got the first uh, Villains Giant. That they oh, had is that our Walmart? Yep. Yeah, another new Walmart. The, so this the, is going to be a new book that yep. they're doing monthly on mm-hmm. that? This is issue number one, The Villain's Giant. I only read like a smidgen into it. The first story is Jokers. Cool. Um, is it original? It, like they're doing, is that uh-huh. how they're These doing These are all like, original ones too. Well, they're not all through, original. Well, I mean, it goes through separate stories for but each like, there's there's an But there is an original, one, like a new, brand new like story. I don't know which one is the original. Okay. Gotcha. It doesn't, I, I didn't know I, which character they were focusing you, on for that. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's okay. Joker who it is, but is it, it has one that follows through. You got a new with Deathstroke, so maybe that's... Okay, so yeah. The, I, the first one must not be the new one then. I think Deathstroke's the second one. Oh, okay. So I guess I'm going to be getting to that afterwards. But oh, cool. Yeah, I've never read any of them, so... I mean, right, they're all new to you. Yep, all new to me. So nice. I'll be able to talk more about that uh, next time. Cool. I like what it. What do you got? Um, I read a, a comic um, on... I think you can probably get it anywhere. Called The Evil of Oz. Um, like, The Wizard of Oz. Um, so I, I typically like to find different things. Like, uh, I like I like the Oz stories a lot. I mm-hmm. like the Alice in Wonderlands. I like those classic yeah. fairy tale kind of stories. It was back in, like, 2006. Six or seven, they had the Wizard of Oz one. That was a, uh, I think it was Jay Lee, the same artist that did the Dark Tower comics. He okay. had one that he drew for okay. it, and uh, I think it was through Marvel too. If oh. I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Not the Oz. That, like I think the it was Wonderful the Oz. Was it the Wonderful Oz? I didn't realize that it was Jay Lee. That did I, I'm pretty sure it was him. But there's a there's uh, Marvel did have a really long. There is a Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, that then there's a bunch of spinoffs. 
within that maybe go comic on it but yeah. anyway so while you're looking that up evil of oz is the book that i had read and uh it is like it's a real short tight like 70 80 pages story and essentially it's about dorothy returning to oz after her uh uh uncle henry and aunt Anne, mm-hmm. is that what they're like? yeah uh are murdered and so she gets they're taken, murdered they're murdered oh uh, and so she gets taken back to Oz by an Ozianite. Uh, I think through a storm again. Oh, go figure. they got murdered by a storm. Uh, no, no, no. She came home and they were murdered in the house. As I meant, is it like they were murdered by an Ozianite, or know. you don't know? Well, they sh- they tell you later. Oh, they do. Uh, okay. uh, but so she goes through and she lands in Oz, and everything looks a little bit more. I'd say the art style is very American McGee, like Alice yeah. kind of thing. A little um, bit more macabre, like yeah, very goth. Yeah, it's dark, and it's, they're kind of like the blue eyes, and kind of yeah, 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 very gothic esque. And then she shows up, and the Munchkins are like, "This is a whole different kind of Oz," and they're like really like, "What's this one?" Kind of nasty creatures. Uh, it's called the Evil of Oz. Uh, they're kind of these really like nasty looking creatures, and they start like attacking her. And then she goes and tries to meet the wizard who's been put up on, like in a T-pose, like the scarecrow mm-hmm. in the field. And so he's been outcast, you kind of see. And she meets the Tin Man, who is this uh, demented person who his heart's gone sour. And he rips the hearts out of people now and eats them, and that's how he lives. And, uh, yeah, that's our style. Very, very American geek. Yeah. And uh, and he, he rips the, the hearts out of people and eats them now, and come to find out that it's his axe that was had murdered uh henry and emily and so she kills him and then she goes through and takes his axe and goes and meets the lion and kills the lion goes and meets the uh tin man looks cool yeah uh goes and meets the um uh what's her name glinda the good witch Mm -hmm. uh who has taken over power in oz and uh, proceeds to shove the heels from her ruby red slippers into the eyes of <laughs> Glinda the Good Witch, um, who is no longer good. And then the Scarecrow is running the whole show. He's now the man behind the curtain, and she kills him as well. So it's really just like going through the whole, all the steps of the story, but instead of uh, happy and enjoying things, it's essentially all of the pri- all of the things the wizard had gifted these characters has turned them sour. And uh, and Dorothy has to end their lives. No, we talked about it before, but I would love to have like an extended universe thing for Wizard of Oz. Oh, it's I so love big. it's so big, and there's so much shit yeah. that we've never seen the light of day mm-hmm. on in any kind of in any way, live yeah. action thing. Or if it was one of the cartoons, it was like I don't know. I some of those spinoff cartoons were kind of poorly done. Yeah, like the one really on Amazon's for. real like childish, and yeah. it's still Dorothy focused. The Return to Oz gets you a couple of like TikToks in there, and you get a couple of the different characters. Um, the the uh, the Jack uh, is in there, but it's still Dorothy, and Dorothy isn't around those characters mainly. They kind of repurpose those characters, um, and then they did like back in the like thirties, like twenties and thirties. There are like black and white movies that you can get of different stories of Oz, but they're still they're old. They're old as snot. So like you know, uh, we just do that and uh, yeah. So it's cool. Definitely. That's what I read. I like it. I like your things that you got going on. Thanks. Um, Thanks. You're really pretty. You're really pretty, and I mm-hmm. feel the same mm-hmm. one. Thank you.
This has been an IFNZ production.